culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop Culture Leftovers typically has a long run time as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cock thistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle Pop Culture Leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if you're your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 176. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, take it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Hey, erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over. Counterculture push over. Pop culture. Leftovers. And the uncool kids. What's his day's already been said. Leftovers. Sure the talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. Stop! Hammer time! All right, yay! We are back, fellas. Hammer time's back. Hey, yeah, yep. You know, trifecta <laughs> of fuckery. We missed you last week, Frank. Did we? Did we no, really? I, I was trying to. I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, last minute <laughs> came up. I like how everybody else is leaning forward into their mic, and you're just like you are all just sorts of just laid the fuck back. Yeah, I know. Bring that mic to you if you want to lay back. That's that's about as close as it gets. <laughs> Pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> like you did that one episode. You're, uh, All right. You well. Show some initiative with that mic. <laughs> yeah. Episode 176. Yeah, getting up there. The climb to 200. Yeah, the climb to 200. We got a package this week. I'm going to open it up later. I'm not going to start off the episode with it. Uh, but yeah, we'll open the package up later. We got it from uh, somebody in the Army. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. That's exciting. Exciting, yeah. Uh, it's probably some anthrax. Ooh. So <laughs> final episode. Yeah, I guess that's still exciting, technically. Yeah. Anthrax, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how it made it through the postal system. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, if you aren't on Facebook, uh, you won't know about this. But, yes, uh, it is true. Uh, the network, AMC, has contacted me about uh, interviewing some talent uh, for one of their shows going into its second season. I'm not going to tell everybody what it is now. Just in case the talks fall out or something. Yes, yes. But I have been in talks. We have been corresponding back and forth, and it looks like I'm going to be able to hopefully the mar the week of March 13th, sometime that week, I'll be talking to two people from uh, an upcoming second season. Yeah, our our smarter listeners should be able to probably narrow it down. So your secret's probably safe. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just not going to throw it out here on the show. I mean, <laughs> I, there's no guarantee that I'm going to even be able to talk to these people. But yeah. they contacted me. That's a good sign. So, yeah, <laughs> Ooh, moving on up, AMC. <laughs> nice, nice. Next step, Daryl. 
Oh, yeah. Nor- <laughs> <laughs> Me and Norman Reedus, we're going to be having a chat soon, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, that'll that'll get Jay back if we get Daryl. Oh on. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Norman Reedus, man. <laughs> Hell yeah, motherfucker, Norman Reedus, man. Norman Reedus makes everything better. <laughs> All right, yeah. So AMC, kind of. I don't know. That blew my dick off when I saw that email. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's was awesome. the header like AMC in your fucking email? Oh, it said uh, like interview ops, and then oh, like yeah. it, it showed like. So uh, at first you were probably like, Ugh. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like what, 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 what fucking asshole is contacting me about his uh, Kickstarter project? Right, <laughs> his fan fiction about yeah. whatever property he yeah, can't do. Exactly. So. Yeah, but uh, I also I want to thank uh, Mr. Joe Vitale uh, for joining me on the last episode of Talking Taboo. That was awesome. Got to talk to him, and that was a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, final episode of Taboo is coming out on Tuesday, and I'm looking forward to it. Hey, guys, you know what? Uh, you, are you a big fan of the movie uh, Saving Private Ryan? Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that movie. Hey, Frank, lean back just a little bit more. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, for somebody that looks so comfortable, you make me so goddamn uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I swear. The only wow, reason why I do it is because of my back, man. Now, you remind me of, like, the, the futuristic people in the movie WALL-E. Just, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Just floating around in their fucking... Pick that, you know, pick, pick that mic up. Don't be afraid no, of it. he's going to make noises. He'll, he'll knock shit over. Just whatever. Just do what you're going to do. And then I come in like a freight train, too. Or am I coming in light for some reason? I don't I don't know. It don't matter. People oh. don't listen to you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Save It Priving Ryan. Great movie, right? Yeah, love I, it. I found out. I found this out a couple weeks ago, and I wanted to bring it up sooner, but I forgot. But there's a, uh, there's a scene in there where the American troops, they uh, capture some German troops and the German troops are like screaming, you know, in German not to kill them and blah, 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 blah. You know, and then the American troops just shoot them anyway. Do you guys remember that scene? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. They're not German troops. It, it's bizarre. Okay, so what happened was I found out what it, it, it's translated, it's Czech. And what happened was when Germany took over Czechoslovakia, they dissolved their troops. They mm. brought, they made their troops serve in the German army. Mm-hmm. And these guys are actually screaming at the Americans, we're not German, we're not German, we're, we're Czech. Ah, okay. I just, that blew my mind that, that Steven Spielberg is just so brilliant. Oh, yeah. To put that in there, but then on the flip side, like, not even explain it in the movie. It's just one of those, like, things that, like, once you find out later on down the road, you're just like, what a master filmmaker to throw that in there because it is, it is historically accurate, mm-hmm. but he doesn't hold your hand through it and like right. explain it to you later. Like, Oh, remember those guys that we captured? Those were check. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things that if you find out it just, you're just really impressed by his filmmaking and his storytelling. Did you just get a chance to watch that recently again? No, I, uh, I love hopping on Reddit. Reddit oh. is the front page of Reddit is one of the, I don't really look at like the daily news. Like I don't go to any of the news sites or mm-hmm. anything like that. My my news usually is consumed through Reddit. Mm-hmm. And uh, flipping through the front page of Reddit, somebody posted something about you know today I learned that you know, and then they posted about this and mm-hmm. and they they posted. I think it was a like a ten minute kind of like um, uh, YouTube video of this guy talking about 
this movie and, and some of the things that you may not know about the film and, and, you know, what is historically accurate and what isn't. And the majority of it was historically accurate, except for like this one scene. I just, that kind of blew me away. I just thought that that was really cool. That is super cool. I love it when they do that because then it gives you another reason to go back and rewatch those movies with the knowledge now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That is a movie I need to revisit. It's probably been over a decade. Yeah. Same here. Oh, wow. See, I watch it every few years. I, I need to, uh, I need, I, I always start band of brothers over again. Yeah. I've seen that about three times. Because the stories of Easy Company are just – it's one of those – it just sticks with you. But, like, it's been a good six, seven years since I watch it. And I always try to start it again. Mm-hmm. And I'll get through, like – I'll get to, like, the second episode. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'll get through basic training. I'll start the second episode, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll get back to it later. And I never get back to it. Now, I've seen it all the way through at least two or three times. Yeah, yeah. But right. I just need to get back to it. It's fantastic. Oh, it's so good. Is that, I wonder if that's still on like the HBO stream. It is. You can watch it anytime. It is, and I think Saving Private Ryan is too. Oh man. So I own it on DVD, but you know, it's I'd love to have it on Blu-ray. Yeah, just, worthless DVD. Yeah. I know. But I'll still watch DVDs. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not like a video file or anything like that. I mean, I, of course, like if it's if it's something with like CG, yeah, I want that. But like Band of Brothers, it's pretty much muted. Kind of like colors. Like if yeah, I'm gonna watch, true. if that's I'm gonna true. watch like Clerks, I don't need to watch it in fucking Blu-ray. Agreed. You know, you know. Ag- agreed. I-, I would watch Clerks on VHS. Yeah, but the thing, same thing with with Band of Brothers for me. It's kind of like you know, not not very colorful, very muted as far as the colors. So, yeah, and I mean, today's day and age, you can just watch it on the fucking HBO Go. Yeah, and it's in Blu-ray quality. Yeah. Uh, yeah, real quick, I wanted to bring up one more thing before I forget. I yes. recently recorded uh, a bonus episode of Talking Taboo FX, and I want people, even if you aren't watching the show, it's definitely something that I think you should listen to. It's me, and I'm talking with uh, Danny Lingari. The story of how he met Tom Hardy is really quite amazing. Uh, it just happened to be a chance meeting, and it's really cool. This guy got to meet Tom Hardy. They became friends. Tom liked his look and said, you know what, I've got this series coming out. I'm going to put you in the series. And now this guy is basically starting off on, like, the not on the same road as, like, Batista. Batista, he, he's kind of built like Batista. But he's, yeah. But Batista started, of course, like, in wrestling. But this guy is is learning the business. And here he is, just this regular guy, you know, uh, who's now getting to meet these actors, you know, like uh, Jesse Buckley and Tom Hardy. And, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing to hear him talk about his experience and how he's getting started. Started in this, and now he's getting contacted by you know Disney's talking to him about maybe being in Guardians of the Galaxy three. Nothing's oh, even Game of Thrones is saying uh, Game of Thrones is coming at him and saying, "Man, we could see you against the mountain." You oh, know? nice! And so it's it's not a guarantee he's going to get these roles. Yeah. But he says it's just an honor to even be considered. You know, oh, like sure. he went to like the red carpet premiere of you know, uh, certain, like the Moana movie mm-hmm. and, and all these different things. And he's talking to people from Disney. And even after the even after the interview ended, uh, me and Danny stayed on the on Skype and we talked for about an additional like forty five minutes. Oh, that's super oh, cool. cool. And we're just talking. And he 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 was a professional blas- basketball player over in Europe. And we started talking about the Chicago Bulls. Uh-huh. And he was a big Bulls fan. And you oh. know. He's, he met Dennis Rodman and we were, oh. we were just exchanging like bull stories. I told him how I met James Worthy and he, he was also a Lakers fan and it, what, one of the most genuinely nice guys I've ever talked to. And, and, and what he's doing now is basically, you know, using what, you know, his, uh, being in Hollywood and being in these, in these, in these features, he's going to be in this movie called Hyde Park 
coming up. He's using this to continue what he's always done and give to charities and things. And it's just so cool just to see this guy's enthusiasm in the business. So. Yeah, that is super cool. I had no idea that he'd met Tom before the taboo thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's that, a really cool story how they met. <laughs> that's super cool. And you got to be pulling for the guy now oh, after, yeah. after all that. Yeah, Like hopefully absolutely. he does make it big and get one of these big parts. I do. Awesome. I really hope he does. I hope he I hope he makes it pretty big in Hollywood. And uh, it's, it's just nice that I got to spend the time with him and – and he, he was a really, really fun guy and found out that he just didn't want to be on our podcast just to promote himself. He listens. Whoa. Yeah, that's amazing. That is cool. He told me, he's like, dude, he's like, I listen to Talking Taboo. I, I think you guys are great. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if you listened last week, but I had my buddy Dan West on and he was like, oh, yeah. He's like, the British guy? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And, and, and he's like, oh, yeah, I listened. And he's like, you know what? He's like, I teach, I teach sports to kids, and and I have them all listen, and and people that that he's like, every time I'm talking to somebody, and they're like, oh, I don't, I don't get the show. He he was telling, he was promoting us. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. amazing. And saying, well, if you're not understanding the show, then listen to this podcast. They they help you through it. I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> See, because we've had people on the show before, and they don't really listen to the podcast. You know what I mean? They don't yeah. listen to pop culture leftovers. Maybe they're just promoting like what they what they want to yeah. you know get out there. And I'm not saying anything against like past people we've had on the show, but like this guy actually listened, yeah. and I was just kind of like blown away that he, here he is. You know, this guy that's in this taboo show, which I think is phenomenal. Yeah. And Maybe even at this point, fucking Tom Hardy's listened. You never know. Uh, oh, no. no, no, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, the, the show's a passion project of yeah, his. Yeah. And if this guy's really his friend and this that hype about it. Yeah. Plus he was going to be on. I would just be honored if he just passed on the word about, you know, oh, our sure. podcast and right. our passion for the show to Tom. So, yeah. but yeah. I this, see that being highly plausible that he would do that. Stand Absolutely. up, stand up guy, guys. All right. Uh, we've got no iTunes reviews this week, gentlemen, but you know, I know, I know <laughs> you don't get to hear the song. You know, that's the, pro- hey, see, you, if you, if you want to hear the iTunes theme song, our little bumper, mm-hmm. yeah. you got to send us iTunes reviews. Yeah, then I we play it, thing. you know? Even if it's a, even if it's a one star. Do you want me to give <laughs> us a one star review for now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop, bad pop. Good pop, bad pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is their first time listening, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. I'm going to start off talking about a couple things that I watched uh, this week. I I watched three movies. I'm going to talk about those later. Uh, But I did finish Luke Cage. Nice. Oh, all right. Um... Started. I, I, I watched the first ep- six episodes after it first dropped, and I hadn't picked up the series. You know, you start hearing negative things about like how it goes later on in the series, and you're just like, oh, maybe it, you're just not rushing to get right back to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm in that boat right now. Still Same here. Now, I do think you still need to finish it. I would recommend it, but uh, the series started off. There was you know some tasted episodes at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I thought that there were some uh, Tupper. I thought there was at least a couple Tupperware episodes. Once you get to about seven on, it's toss it for me. It's it's wow. toss it. I'm giving the whole series a low, low taste it because, 
and I think this is the problem with the Marvel Netflix model right now is I felt like in Daredevil season one, you had enough content, you had enough story for it to be a 13 episode first season. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I think Jessica Jones was the same way. Yes. I think once you get to Daredevil season two, Luke Cage and possibly even Iron Fist coming up, just because you're greenlit for 13 episodes does not mean that you need to take advantage of all 13. I feel like there's plenty of Luke Cage stories to pull from, but with the one that they chose to go with, it should not have gone on for 13 episodes. There's just too many episodes where there's nothing happening and there's conversations going on that I'm just being – I'm just checked out of. <laughs> so eight episodes. Trim this shit down. I'm saying nine. Nine. Give it nine. I'm, saying, place, give it, I'm yeah. saying give it nine, ten max. But like 13 was just too much. Mm. Just too much. The final episode, you know, you got your boss battle, you know, okay? <laughs> and then um, you've got the wrap-up. And I think – the coolest stuff was the stuff in the wrap-up. Now, another cool thing that I did like about the later episodes, they stretch it out for about three, maybe three and a half episodes, is the fact that Luke Cage does get hurt. Mm. And he's got bullets inside of his body. And it's like, how do you get these bullets out of his body right. when any type of like uh, yeah, surgical – Yeah, he can't be pierced. He's yeah, in, yeah, right. yeah. So they invent like this uh, this weapon that can hurt Luke Cage. It's called the Judas Bullet or something. Mm. And uh, getting the Judas bullet out of him, I mean, it gets pretty terrifying there for a little bit, man, with 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 how they actually get this bullet out of him. And uh, it gets pretty terrifying. I like that part, but I think it went on a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. But, but I understand why it did. It's like you can't have this guy just going around with unbreakable skin and this super strength just going around kicking everybody's ass. You've got to you've got to take him down a notch. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Over three episodes, maybe a bit of overkill. Though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, even just use those three episodes, have him come back at full speed, and then finish it off with the ninth episode or something. Right. Yeah. This should this just went on way too long, and I, I sure. feel like there's a great story in Luke Cage because I loved those first. Not loved, but I enjoyed those first six episodes, and I feel like it just kind of tanked after that. They also made some suspect decisions with like their villain and what they did. I understand what they were doing. I understand what they were doing by, and I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but I'll just I'll let you watch it. Maybe you know once you watch it, we can we can talk about it at a future time. But mm-hmm. low taste it for the whole series. I, I think that there's a great story in there. I just think that that story went on a little too long. I'm worried about the same thing for Iron Fist, yeah, guys. What, yeah, what's my Iron Fist deadline here? When do I need to have Luke Cage watched by? Iron Fist is coming out on March 17th. Huh? Okay. So, so I got like two weeks, kind of. You got yeah. two weeks, just watch one episode a day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you'll be there. I feel like I have to start over at this point. It's been so long. Yeah, you might want to start over. I only watched the first one, so mm-hmm. it wouldn't be much for me to I think to I did like five. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But that, that could be a concern going forward beyond that yeah, even. It really is. Because you don't want to have that episode count married to it. Yeah. If you're going to tell a story that could be good at eight or nine episodes, do that. Yeah. Have the shorter season, but make yeah. it all quality. You're absolutely right. And I feel like Netflix is – I guess it depends on like the creators and the writing team that they have involved. They have the, – they can do this. They. It's not like they're married to – you know, 13 episodes and they all got to be 55 minutes. Right. You're not, I watched a series this last year called The OA. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that was, uh, it, it was a Netflix original series and it was, uh, saw Batman Glige, uh, his, his story and, and, uh, Britt Marling. Mm-hmm. And I loved that show. I thought it was very high concept and it, it, people are still talking about that show. I mean, you go to the OA Reddit, people are still talking about it, but what did they do in that? It was broke. Each episode was called chapter one, chapter two, yeah. chapter three. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like in a book, certain chapters are longer than other chapters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, when you were watching this show, you could have one episode that's going to be 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. The next episode's going to be 44. Right. The next episode will be 42. Yeah. Each one, they just gave it enough story in each episode to what that chapter needed. It wasn't like, okay, here's chapter one. It's got to be 55 minutes. Chapter two has got to be 55 minutes. Chapter three has got to be 55 minutes. I think, I think that's something that's old, old throwback to network television because you had to hit time yeah. slots. And now that we're in... we got a new model. Right, exactly. Yeah. Go ahead and expand on that. Yeah. Have a little bit shorter episodes, some a little bit longer. That'd be it's, great. It's smart. It is. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on this. Like, it, don't drag it out just to drag it out. Right. Yeah. Like, in Iron Fist, definitely a huge worry there Yeah, the same thing. There's shows that do it right and i'm not saying that every show needs to do what netflix is doing you know like game of thrones i want my hour okay yeah Yeah. and 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 game of thrones has has been able to do it every week they've been able to give me that story and nail it and Mm -hmm. and and they'll leave me on good cliffhangers Mm -hmm. for the next week you know right but on the flip side you have something like like Marvel, the Marvel series, where I think that it, I think it would be refreshing to where they're like, oh, guess what? Iron Fist is coming out. And not to say, like, if Iron Fist gets a nine episode order or a 10 episode order to say that, oh, okay, I guess they just don't have a faith in Iron Fist. Right. No, we've got a story and our story is good for nine to 10 episodes. Right. Now, if, if they've got, if they've got a 13 episode Iron Fist, that's fine. But on the, but you know what? Fuck it. If they've got a fourteen episode Iron Fist, I'm fine with that. Just give me the best story you can give me. I agree. And, and the, the kind of the cliffhanger Indian model, I think, has to go with the Netflix model. I find it kind of annoying. Like it worked for Daredevil season one, but in Daredevil season two, there, there was it was laughable. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh, Daredevil just found a pit. Cue the music. Watch the next yeah. episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like. I don't know. You're, it's the Netflix model, just like you're saying. Tell yeah. your story. Show it in chapters. Yeah. You don't need these giant cliffhangers. No, you yeah. don't need cliffhangers. Like, in I'm on Netflix. episode right. seven. What are you trying to like lure me in with this fucking pit bull? You don't right. need cliffhangers in a Netflix no. series. No, yeah. it can just end because you have immediate access to the Absolutely. next Absolutely. And there's going to be somebody that's going to say something about, oh, well, you occasionally get the hour and a half episode of The Walking Dead. Yeah. I'm actually going to be on the naysaying side of The Walking Dead for a change and say that on those hour and a half episodes, those are usually when you get the extra filler bullshit that nobody mm. cares about that's I, for commercial space yeah i'd say most of the time i i did like i i'm in the minority i loved the morgan solo episode that went an hour and a half i loved it i thought it was fantastic there was a lot of story to tell in that yeah. that, that was on one of the rare yeah. occasions where yeah. they needed that yeah but like yeah okay here we go we've got our uh you know our uh season premiere hour and a half mm-hmm. and it feels like it's and then mid-season premiere if like you know was that an hour and a half yeah or was the mid-season so. finale an hour and a half uh oh, i can't one remember of, now. one of them mm-hmm. but, and, it, and it was like it was like are you just doing that are you just doing that to do that or do we really need that well and the more i think about it even this season opener was guilty of that big mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And, and they did just drag it out, literally just to drag it out and get that ad space sold. Yeah. And making a shit ton of money there. Yeah. yeah. And I can't I'll fault them for it, but. I have high hope for uh, Defenders, though, and that model. Like, I think Defenders can really fill out the uh, 13-episode model. Hmm. And I think it'll be like a slow burn before we get the team. You know, we're going to get like the 
each character probably episode mm-hmm. before we get them all together. I think that could be a lot of fun. That Watch Luke Cage because the, I mean Rosario Dawson's going to tie it all in together. Yeah, yeah. Okay? definitely, definitely. Rosario Dawson's going to tie it all in together, and that's a, that's addressed at the end of Luke Cage. There's some Easter eggs. You know, and, and things like that. So kind of like having to watch Ant Man so you can get the rest of the story. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, next thing I want to talk about, I watched. I'm just. I watched the first 40 minutes, I guess, of this Ultimate Beastmaster on <laughs> Netflix. Uh, it's. I don't know, man. It's. Is that I, like a reality show? It's. It's. It's basically. It's American Ninja Warrior. Okay. Is what it is, mm. and it's just. I'm not into it yet. Uh-huh. I, I'm. I'm not into it. Like I, I, I like Amer- I love American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, I, I, I watched Ninja Warrior when it was on, you know, G4. Yeah, me too. Me and too. I was a big fan of that. And then when it went to American Ninja Warrior, I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll keep watching. And mm-hmm. it's a nice summer show. You know, yeah. there's a lot, not a lot of new stuff on. And when I'm not watching like a new Netflix series, I'll watch that. This is just basically you've got like different countries competing against one another for like a fifty thousand dollar prize at the end, and it's. I'm just I'm really not getting into it. I'm really not getting into it because I've seen it done better in yeah. my opinion. And maybe I haven't gone into it far enough. Maybe, you know, I'm on the first obstacle, the first level. Yeah. Maybe maybe it gets better, but um just not a huge fan of it so far. I'm it's a weird it- genre choice for Netflix. Is the whole thing available right away? Yes. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. It's uh you got Sylvester Stallone, he intros the show, and then uh, after that it's it's Terry Crews and some other lady who are the your like commentators for US and like in each country has their own commentators. So like, you know, Netflix South Korea, they've got their own commentators and like Netflix, uh, Netflix Germany, they've got their own commentators and and uh you know, I don't know. I I'm I'm going to give it maybe two more episodes after this one and see if the levels get better and see if I like it more. Now you're kind of selling me on it. I think I might check it out. Is Terry Crews entertaining at all? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I love him. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, this guy should be Luke Cage. I'm sorry. I'm still thinking it. I'm still thinking it. I mean, I, I that's another problem with Luke Cage is I, I, I'm not sold on Mike Coulter. I'm not sold on this guy as Luke Cage. Yeah. You know? And uh, I, I understand, like, with, with the way that they went with the series. Definitely. With the way that they went with the series, with him being kind of like a – almost like a sex symbol to these women. Mm-hmm. That that's the Luke Cage we're gonna get. We're get, we're getting like the ultimate Luke Cage. You know what I mean? Yes. We're, and we're getting a grittier Luke Cage. I just I I can I can see Luke, Terry Crews saying "Sweet Christmas" and me <laughs> laughing my ass off <laughs> when Mike Coulter says it. I'm just like, oh okay, they're just they're giving us that Easter egg. <laughs> now Luke fucking Terry Crews saying "Sweet Christmas," I'm gonna laugh my ass right. off. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, and just. I just, he's just so massive. I just wanted to see him like grab two villains' heads and, you know. Oh, yeah. Push him to get, just smash their they skulls. Should, they should put him on the wrecking crew. Yeah. He, Luke Cage fights them a bunch in Marvel. You know what I'm talking about? Wrecking crew. They're like, it's like three villains that are like construction vehicles. There's like the wrecking ball and the, uh. I've never seen that. That sounds cheesy <laughs> as hell. Oh, man. Let me find it. Let me find it. Hold on. Yeah, they, so. they fought them all. They fought Fantastic Four and fucking Avengers and shit. Is it like is it a goofy villain like Stiltman or something? No, I mean I guess they're kind of goofy by today's standards, but yeah, they they weren't goofy like in the. Is like, this really worth looking up? Like probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> all right, here we go. Here we go. I found it. The Wrecking Crew. You gotta recognize these guys. They're yes, 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 yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> Get Terry Crews in there. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's not going to happen. He's been promoting the fuck out of uh, doing this voice for that Overwatch game, me and Harmon and Dan play. Mm. And uh, <laughs> we're, everybody's waiting for details on it, and like Blizzard's just not letting it up. But Terry Crews, like every chance he gets, he's just doing actually making his own lines up for it and shit. Yeah. So I'm really keeping my fingers crossed that he ends up in there. I just want to hear him yell, power, one time in the mm-hmm. fucking game. Uh, what do you guys got for me this week? I've got three movies that I'm going to talk about a little bit later, but I want to know what you guys have. Um, I got something I want to talk about just real quick. Another game show? No, it's not a game show. It's Fucking two weeks straight, uh, man. Two weeks. No. Last week he didn't have shit. The two previous, <laughs> two previous weeks he's given me fucking game shows. Oh, I love game shows. I, I got my fucking 80 year old grandmother <laughs> fucking giving me good pop, bad pop every week. So yeah, Price is Right this week. <laughs> I did watch Prices Right. Oh, oh my god! I couldn't believe it. This woman, she 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 nailed the price of these Del Monte peas down to the cent. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. I've got CBS she, All Access, and you can watch Prices Right commercial free. She won both Showcase Showdowns. <laughs> what do you? What do you? What they need to come back at? out with another Press Your Luck. Oh That's yeah, what they could do a CGI. Did you ever? Now? Did you ever? Oh, see, I love Pressure Luck. Oh, the guy that cheated Pressure. The Luck. guy that cheated Pressure Luck. Have you ever watched that documentary? No. Yeah. There's a guy. There's a guy that figured out like the algorithm. Yeah, he figured oh, out the, the pattern. pattern. So he'd always hit blank thousand plus a spin. Yeah. Every time. Oh he, no. He, he shit. went so long. Yeah. That they couldn't fit it all in one episode. It's like three episodes in succession. Yeah. Of him just cheating the fucking. Oh, no whammies. Shit. No whammies. No whammies. He knew that there was oh, going to be no whammy. Fuck. Yeah. Every time. Every time. Every. I think every once in a while he'd give himself a whammy. Just to make it look, yeah, like oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. and he failed himself. Like he tried yeah. to make it look as legit, but I'm, he completely. I failed. think if you just search for this guy uh-huh. on the internet, you can like watch oh, yeah. a video about I'm it sure. on YouTube. Oh, it's crazy, That's and then nuts. and then he was super crazy. He went and cashed it all out as one dollar bills. Yeah, because this radio promotion was having this contest where they were reading serial numbers. And if you had the dollar bill with the serial number, you'd have been like ten grand. <laughs> so we got all he had like sacks of dollar bills in his apartment and then he got completely robbed. Oh shit. And lost all of his pressure luck money. Oh, the ultimate his luck. The, the ultimate whammy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what game show you got for me this week? No, I I downloaded this crazy app that I wanted to talk about just for a moment. It's called uh Toraba. Yeah. It's T-O-R-E-B-A. Yeah. And I saw an ad for this on Facebook, and it was like a number one um, crane game app, win prizes, free shipping. And so I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll look at this yeah, shit. This, is, this sounds like Jake. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 More Funkos. Exactly. And, like, it's pretty <laughs> fucking cool. Like, you can win all kinds of, like, crazy stuff from Japan and stuff. Yeah. But it's really crazy because I, it won't let me log in. But you actually see live crane games. Yeah, and you're controlling the crane game that's actually in Japan, and you can see what's in all the different games. What the? Fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really fucking wild. And so it's like, how a, did you find this? I saw an ad on Facebook for it. So this is like a like a uh, like a virtual presence device, like okay. where you're. It's like an actual exactly. You're operating a real crane game. Yeah, and with real prizes, and the prizes are ridiculous. But do you uh, pay money? Little, yes. If you get the game, you get three free goes at it, uh-huh. and then after that, it's like a dollar fifty a go. Oh fuck that! And if you Jesus. Uh, if you get the prize, they send it to you for free with free shipping. Um, I have not played one time. Oh, okay. I still have my three free spins right there, remaining three times. Okay. You can go into the machine and watch people play uh-huh. because it's like the actual thing. You have to like kind of get in a line to be yeah. able to play for that item. Right, you're, you're gonna get our one of our listeners is gonna like. 
get hooked on this now. They're going to have like a $750 There's one with an extra big Yoshi plushies. Just go to the store and buy one. They don't have those here. Buy it from Japan. (laughs) Get John to hook you up. Yeah, no kidding. I haven't played. I've just been watching and looking at the stuff, but this is fucking crazy. Look at this. Look what they had in a crane game. Do you see what that item says? Which one? Is this one right here? Is it a flashlight? <laughs> right here. That one? Colored wireless vibrators? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! Vibrators in a crane game. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'd be scared like it would vibrate in the crane and you'd never pick it up. <laughs> right. Yeah, you almost get it and it shakes So evidently there's a that, lot that more strange shit that you can, can get you, well, Hold on. Dolls. Like, What kind of self-respecting That's woman? That's what I was going to say. What buys kind of your s- vibrator <laughs> from a crane machine. Yeah. It's either meant to be or not right. meant to I be. I know. <laughs> shit, like, you're guaranteed like fucking under 20 bucks off of Amazon there in two days with this. It's like, I kind of want to fuck myself, but I don't want what you that woman? Well. What woman is going to shove a vibrator up there that she got from a crane game from Japan? <laughs> exactly. You already know the cranes wow. touched it. I just, I just wanted to bring this up. It's not even really good pop, bad pop, I guess. I mean, You're, you, you are worthless in this segment. <laughs> you are one. This is good stuff, right? No, you're t- the two. Last week you got nothing. I still have the more two stuff. weeks before. You're talking about fucking game shows. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Now you're talking about vibrating cranes. Exactly. I, I, I watched the show too, but I was, I wanted to talk about this first. Next I week, this was crazy. next week, for, you're going to be talking about fucking days of our lives. You're going to be talking about soap operas Passions. and shit. Oh, is that still on? Oh, Passions. I used no. to watch Passions. Yeah, Passions. I did too. Passions was crazy. Passions yeah. was the shit. The fucking witch. <laughs> All right. What do, you, what do you got, Frank? Jesus Actually, Christ. I got a comic. <laughs> Japanese crane games. I got a comic. Toriba. Comic? Yes. Oh, holy shit. I read the first volume of Sex Criminals. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. It's so good. Matt Fraction, Chip Zdarsky. Yes. Uh, Image Comics. Uh, yeah. Man, dude, like this thing blew my mind. I yeah. love how it was written. How she breaks the fourth wall. Frank won the first trade in one of those crane machines. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good pick. That is a great. Right. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it was. It was. It was that and a vibrator on the same pole. Right. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I, I love how uh, the two procre- <laughs> they come together in a package. <laughs> Sex criminals and vibrators. That's they how go, I imagine. They it. go together. <laughs> Uh, I, I love how the two main characters are named Susie and John. Uh, is that why you're squirming around in your seat? Did you no. put it, did you put it up your butthole? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, right. No, I'm so, I'm going to shut up. No, I'm sorry. Uh, no, this is great. Yeah. Uh, like she explains her side of the story as it starts. Yeah. And you know from the confusion she had when she was a girl, and then it's well, like what what is the confusion? Well, okay, so she ends up with a fight with her mom and ends up in the tub. And ends hold on, up- hold on, hold on. Here's the thing. Here, let me just break it okay. down for you. Okay, I'm too too into it. You're yeah. You're, you're not explaining shit. You're talking about a woman in a tub and all this other crap. Now, hold on. <laughs> what happens is like these characters. There's characters in this story. They're sex criminals, and so when she masturbates or when the guy masturbates, time stops. It stands still for them. Yeah. And now, well, they they can. They can walk around and do shit. Right. But uh, everybody else is, like, stuck there in time. And so, like, it's kind of like when Zach Morris says, time out, you yeah. know? Uh-huh. It's one of those deals, okay? Yeah. So she rubs one off. She's flicking the bean. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, time stands still. And she's like, whoa, what's going on here? And everything kind of looks different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, what does she call it? She calls it. She calls it the quiet. The quiet. What does he call it? Come world. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's a female and a male, and they, they end up meeting each other. Yeah, at a and, party. At a party, and uh, they both find out that they have this ability. And 
time doesn't unpause until they get aroused again. Yep. Mm. Like once they get aroused again, it's then all over. It's all over. Picks back up. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Frank. No, you're fine. I I, I had a hard time trying to figure out how to get into it. Oh, I, because yeah. the, I, the the book. Yeah. Or, or no, the, no, 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 no. The book talking drew me about in right away. Talking about, about it. Oh, I, I could tell. So much you were, going on. You, she's in that tub and you're drowning. Right. 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 <laughs> No, uh, there's just so much going on. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It, it breaks the fourth wall because when she's telling her story, yeah. you can see her like sitting in a desk with her at school. She's talking directly to you. Yeah, and it, it's funny as fuck. Like the interaction she has not only with you, the reader, but awkward, other people. Awkward sex stories that they that they share. Yes, they're they're, they're great. You know? Yeah, yeah, and it's it's wonderful. It, like yeah. it's really funny when it needs to be. And, uh, like, then they plan to rob a bank. Yeah. You find out how fucked up he is, mm-hmm. where he's taking shits in the, in Come World in his boss's plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, he hates his boss. Oh, and yeah. So he'll pause time, go into his boss's office, and take a shit in his plan. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I, I can't remember what it was called, like, some kind of dissociative, like, uh, rebellion disorder or some yeah, shit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So then, did you finish the first trade? Yeah. Okay. So at the end of the first trade, is that where the sex police comes involved? Yep. The, okay. They yeah. show up and then yeah. they arrest them in the middle of the act and uh, they they end up catching them. They use fleshlight tasers mm-hmm. to knock them out. I know it sounds silly, but it, it's really good. It really yeah, is. It is. It is really good. Yeah, is is re- it still going on? Did yes. they finish it? Well, um, I, it's, I believe it's still going on. The last issue came out a while back, but I know – I, I think it's are they are they renumbering it or I, I do not know at all. I, I I'm just aware that it started in 2013. So <sighs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to check. To I think I think that like the last issue was like 15 or 16 that I remember. I didn't think it was done though. Okay, I I, I, I always felt like they were going to come back to it. Gotcha. So it it but gotcha. it's, it's awesome. It's funny. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. It, it's all, the art is great, mm-hmm. and I love the effects that they have when they're in the quiet or cum world or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's like lighting effects and shit. Yeah, it, it's really cool. It's really trippy. Yeah, yeah. And like the segue is like you might see them grunting and groaning, and all of a sudden there's the lights. It's yeah. Like, I mean, you know when she's in and when she's out. The only okay, so they they both have to climax at the same time yeah. though in order for them to pause time together. Right. <laughs> and there was one time she accidentally aroused him and he froze, and that yeah. was how they figure that out right yeah so (laughs) it's a great it's a great story i I got ashley reading this oh no shit she loves it it's great i I already ordered the the next book Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna chew through that when i get it yeah i tried to read the chip zadarsky jughead yeah and i really didn't get that far into it it's just something about it like because jughead's got such a weird imagination he did the Howard the Duck run for Marvel. Yeah. And I, Chip Zdarsky, I love his art, but I think like when it comes to like him writing books, it's just the jokes are too fast and furious for me. Yeah. It's a it, bit it, too wacky. Yeah. yeah. I can't I can't get immersed into it yeah. at all. Yeah. I'm gonna try it again here in a couple of days. It's the same but, reason I have problems reading Deadpool sometimes. Mm-hmm. I get you. You know. But yeah, I, I got you. I d I didn't finish that one, but I, I mean I I read yeah. the fuck out of uh Sex Criminals. It's so great. good. So yeah, good. it is. Yeah. It is. Highly recommend. What it's did a they give you? Six Tupperware. issues Absolutely. in that first trade. Is that how far they go? What's that? Yeah. Six issues Six. in that first yep. trade. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I watched. Uh, do you guys have anything else? I had something else, but I can wait. Yeah, wait for me. I'm going to get through a couple movies and we'll break up this segment a little bit too. I went and saw Fist Fight. Oh, nice. Uh, this is uh, when one school teacher gets the other fired. He is challenged to an after-school fight. It stars Charlie Day and Ice Cube, Tracy Morgan, Jillian uh, Bell from Workaholics. Uh, Dean Norris is in this uh, from uh, Under the Dome. 
Oh, gotcha, gotcha. For yeah. Breaking Bad and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Haysbert, he took a break from, uh, you know, all of his 700 Allstate commercials to, <laughs> to do this as well. He's, he's got a little bit of appearance in this. Um, I am going to give this a taste it. Uh, it is not as bad as what the critics are saying. There are some parts in it that are just ridiculous and stupid. It starts off all right, gets really bad towards the middle. It's the last 30 minutes that are gold. Yeah. Uh, there, and it starts with the father and daughter uh, talent show. I, I recommend that you watch it. I, I want to see it really bad. I don't, I, I'm not telling you to go to the theater and see this. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that. But when this does come out on Redbox, you're going to hate me for the first hour. <laughs> you're going to be like, why the fuck is Brian having me watch this? <laughs> so, there might be some things that you giggle in there about, but it, it is a little bit over the top, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be over the top. Um, you know, they, they start off, it's like pr- senior prank day at the school, and like the seniors are just, some of the most over the top pranks you've ever seen. Really dirty, really raunchy. Oh wow! You know, seniors are watching like porn in school and and all this other shit. That you know, and uh, the Jillian Bell, her character, she's a teacher. She starts talking about how like she wants to fuck her younger students and all <laughs> Holy this stuff. Shit. So it earns its R. It's an R rating. Yeah. yeah. Tracy Morgan is like this physical ed teacher that talks about you know like nice. wanting to fuck like mothers, you know, <laughs> uh, of his students and stuff like that. They're they're horrible teachers. It's the last Last thirty minutes of this man. It is the last thirty minutes of this that is gold. There is a father daughter talent show, and I don't. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but you will laugh your fucking ass off. <laughs> I'm literally in the theater, just dying laughing and <laughs> loving this. It's you know, it's like it's like one of those performances, like in Napoleon Dynamite, where he has his moment on stage, oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. you're just like, yeah, uh-huh. you know, this goofy kid is just like killing it on stage with those crazy moon boots, right? And you're just you're loving it. I love that part. This earns its R rating. This talent show earns its R rating, and it is fun. It is a funny father daughter moment, and it's a fist pumping moment. I laughed so fucking hard. The fight is crazy, but. I'm also giving this a test, uh, a taste it because of the message. The, it, you, you're watching this and you're like, ah, it's just a goofy R-rated, you know, uh, rapid fire jokes, dick mm-hmm. and fart, you know, all that shit, right. sex, all that jokes. But there's a message here that the teachers in our school systems aren't respected and they're not got the good ones. Yeah, right, the it. good teachers. Yeah, that's right. a great message. It's yeah. a great message, and they and they really drive that message home in the last, like I'd say, you know, uh, 20 minutes. That that's the message of this. Not only are they just having fun with this story, and it's it's fun to just see Charlie Day freaked out by Ice Cube. Oh, <laughs> sure. So that's fun. But they're also it's also a message, and I, I'm going to bump it up from like what would have been a low taste it to a taste it because like this does have some heart and it does have a, an important message. So I, I'm going to give this a taste it. I, when it comes out on Redbox or if it's on HBO or whatever. Watch it. Watch it. It's a funny I'm, movie. That last I'm glad half, to hear that. Yeah, yeah. That last half hour, I, I promise you, if you don't like that last half hour, you're kind of out of your mind. And, and I think uh, fathers, if you have a daughter, you're going to appreciate that last half hour. Oh, hell it's yeah. Good. It's a lot of fun, man. Right. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely watch Fist Fight. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely watch. I sound, definitely. Why, why the fuck do I sound like Rain Man? <laughs> Let's yeah. go play some blackjack. Oh, shit. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. No. Uh, next thing, I, I watched the People's Court this week. No, that was in that. Uh, <laughs> that was in Rain Man. Yeah, People's Court. Oh People's yeah, it's on a ten. Wapner. Yeah. Wapner. Wapner. <laughs> That's right. I saw the Great Wall. Oh my oh god. My. The Matt Damon movie. Uh, yes. Was it awesome? Hold on. When a mercenary warrior. <laughs> is imprisoned within the Great Wall. He discovers the mystery behind one of the greatest wonders of the world, 
As wave after wave of marauding beasts besiege the massive structure, his quest for fortune turns into a journey toward heroism as he joins a huge army of elite warriors to confront the unimaginable and seemingly unstoppable force. Stars Matt Damon, uh, Tian Jing as uh, Commander Lin May, Willem Dafoe as Ballard, Andy Lau as Strategic Wang. They got a they got a strategic wang in this. Country. Wow! Yeah, I love it already. Can you verify that? Yeah. Was it was? Can you strategic can you win wang. a strategic wang in your little crane game? Oh, I'm sure. All right. Does it draw Holy sh- Free shipping on my strategic wang. Um, and uh, Pedro Pascal as Tovar, who basically looks. I, I almost thought it was uh, Diego Luna. For a moment there, I thought this guy was Diego Luna. <laughs> Cassian Andor from yeah, Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I had to get on IMDb during the goddamn movie because I thought this guy was Diego Luna. <laughs> this guy reminds me so much Good of Good thing you were at the Great Wall and no one else was there. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, is this movie going to sink this guy's career? <laughs> you know? I mean, it's you got what, – what do you got? What, what's that guy from Fantastic Beasts? What's that guy's name? Uh, wh- which guy? The, the main oh, guy from Fantastic shit. Beasts. Oh fuck! Oh no, I'm drawing it. Um, Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. Yes, Eddie yes. Redmayne does uh, the theory of everything, and then what's his next movie? Fucking uh, Jupiter's Ascending. Oh. And I'm thinking to myself, is this Diego Luna going down the same road where he does <laughs> Rogue One, and now he's oh, gonna his, his you know his his follow up movie is uh, <laughs> The Great Wall. <laughs> All right, it's 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 the not so Great Wall, guys. It's uh, it, it, I'm gonna, I, I'm going to be generous with this one though because it <laughs> it's 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 a dumb movie. I, I want to <laughs> see it. <laughs> I'm giving it a taste. It okay? okay. I know this sounds fucking crazy. And I'm not going to recommend that you see it in the theater. The CG on these on the what they call <laughs> in the, in this in the synopsis I read the marauding beasts the CD the CG is awful. It is laughable. It's like do you remember watching Clash of the Titans? Yeah, when you got like the claymation villains oh, and yes, shit. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. it's that laughable. Really, there are parts and times talking in talking original Clash of the Titans. Yes, not the oh, remake. <laughs> I'm talking original Clash wow. of the Titans. It had an excuse. Like I'm talking like some of these like the CG monsters in this. You can just – it's green screen. Like it's so bad. Yeah. It is so bad. These monsters kind of like have a, a hive mentality, you uh-huh. know, and uh, I, it's fun though. There's parts of it that are fun. Like like Matt – I'm going to compare it to like when the Dwayne The Rock Johnson did Hercules. It's that kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. Is, you it, know? is it somewhat self-aware? Is it like on a Starship Troopers level maybe? Mm, there are – no, I wouldn't say that. There, are, it's not like Starship Troopers, but there, are, there, there is some comic relief in there. Um, Willem Dafoe is collecting a paycheck in this one, guys. I yeah. mean, he's just there to collect a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Damon. Uh, they do explain why a white guy is here, you know, and I'm they, sure they do. They do. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. I guess it makes sense. Like you know, I don't know it. <laughs> It's, 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 I think that this is one, like, if, when it comes out on Redbox, you know, spend the buck 50. Yeah, I'm there. Spend the buck 50 to watch <laughs> this it. one. It's gonna be ridiculous. It, 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 it you know, it, you find out what the weakness is, you know, for the beasts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the CG's a little over the top. But the story, it's a simple story. And it's easy to follow. It doesn't get too convoluted. You Aww, know? That, that's kind of upsetting. 
So <laughs> it, I don't know. It's a, it's a it's a simple fun story, you know. And and the character designs on like the actual warriors and mm-hmm. like some of the things that the warriors do. It's really interesting. They 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 the wall is there, and some of the stories about the wall are true, and then some are legend. This is one of the legendary stories. Is what they tell ah. you in the opening credits. And so like every sixty years, these marauding beasts will come there, and they have to fight them. But every sixty years, when they come back, they're smarter. Okay, yeah. and uh, this, it's a hive mentality. So there is a queen. So kill the queen, kill the beasts. Right. So uh, that's what they're trying to do here. And when the beasts are attacking, you know, they start doing like this pile up thing on each other, trying to climb over the wall. Yeah. They do have. It's very cool. They have like the uh, the army is broken up into. They've got the uh, people, and the way they look is really cool. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, Asian influence meets Elvish. Their armor, okay, it's very cool looking, and it's kind of like samurai meets elvish. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool, and um, the colors really pop on the armor and shit. But you've got like the guys in red, and they'll shoot the arrows, and then you've got the guys in black, and that's like your ground forces. But it's the female warriors that they have in blue that I thought was the coolest thing, and they should have really gone into this a lot more. They didn't spend a lot of time on it, but they they would stand out on these platforms. That were that 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 overlooked the wall, mm-hmm. and there's like five platforms that branch out, and each one of them was connected to, to like a bungee or like a zip line. Yeah, and they would what they would do, and they would be controlled by these cranes. These guys behind them would would lower them and then pull them back up. Oh fuck! They're holding these gigantic spears, and so as these beasts are climbing up the wall, they would dive off and do acrobatics and aerial moves oh, and cool. stab Holy the beasts. Shit. And then these guys would pull them back up and they'd go back in for a second. Now, you know, sometimes they'd have a beast grab them and pull them down. And by the end of it, man, they're showing like them pulling back these, uh, these, these ropes with these cables and they got blood on them. Uh I'm just like, wow, wow. That I, I I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I hadn't seen that done in a movie. Yeah. So they're yeah, that's do, wild. they're introducing some cool new concepts into this. It's just unfortunate that this was not more Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it was more of the Hobbit CG where it was like really uh, bad. Uh, and Warcraft. Not, yeah, it was like Warcraft. Yikes. But but uh, it, I I think the story's a little bit easier to follow than Warcraft. Oh yeah, for me it was, and that's what made it so like it just it's a popcorn movie. Was it a tight movie? They keep that shit under two hours. Hour and forty five minutes. Perfect. So yeah, I perfect. I highly kind of recommend that once it comes out on Redbox, if you are bored and you just want to like watch a popcorn movie and kind of just like, you know, it's one of those movies you can probably be on your phone and fuck around a little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know? And you might be like me. You might be confused. You're like, hey, is this guy from fucking Rogue One? <laughs> you know? And you can look that up on your phone, you know? Be like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Am I wrong? Is Pedro Pascal the same guy that was in Game of Thrones? Yes, that's who it is. Okay. Oh, okay. He right. was the he... Viper. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. Gets his, he gets right. his head pop. Can you yeah. see why I think he might be Diego? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. That is who that is. All right. Uh, final movie that I wanted to see. I just got out of the theater, so it's I got to collect my thoughts on it. Yeah. I, I literally just got out of the theater seeing this. I went and saw the new uh, Jordan Peele movie. Uh, it's written and directed by Jordan Peele. It's a Bloomhouse production. Nice. So, uh, it, it's a horror film. It's called Get Out. Yeah, I've seen the trailer. And 100% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Unreal score for Rotten Tomatoes. I saw it, and guys, like, it's a very, very, very well done movie. This wow. movie's done very well. It, I, I, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, it started to get, like, a little weird. It started to get a little weird at a certain point in it, and I was like, okay. 
are, are the critics right about this? What makes this horror movie so good is I can promise you that this is a horror movie that sticks the landing. Wow. It sticks okay. the landing. That's impressive. I promise yeah. you it sticks the landing. It's a horror thriller mystery. It sticks the landing. I, I'm not going to give away too much about it. It does, it, 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 it does, uh, it does bring up a lot of like racial stuff. So it's very, oh, yeah. it's very oh, yeah. racially aware, mm-hmm. but it, it's done very well. And, uh, you can also see like Jordan Peele's influence in this as far as like some of the humor. There's a character in this that's very funny and it's almost like it's like Jordan Peele's voice through this guy. Mm-hmm. Great casting all around in this. I, I thought it was fantastic. I highly recommend you see this in theaters. Um, Bloomhouse is going to make money hand over fist with this one. <laughs> is it, is it's it going to, is it going to beat out Batman this week? The, I'm the not Lego, sure. I'm Lego not Batman? sure. I'm not sure. Not sure if that's if what's going on. But I mean, these Bloomhouse movies are traditionally known for making movies that are five million dollars or less. Now, the yeah. last one I know that they made that they came out with was about ten million dollars. So they are upping the budget, you know. Okay. But um, and I think that might have even been like the the visit was that the one M Night Shyamalan? Yes. Oh yeah. They yeah. may have given that one ten million dollars. So usually sense. these are around five million. Oh no no no! It was uh, the Blair Witch one. Did Bloomhouse do that one? Uh, I think you're right. I think they gave the new Blair Witch. Oh, okay. About a ten million dollar budget, which is. Right. Out of the ordinary for them, they they like to they like to make their money back, and you yeah. can with a horror film. You know, you don't have to spend you know a hundred million dollars on a fucking horror film, right? Yeah. You know, you can spend five million dollars, make a horror film, and then if it bombs, you're still gonna make your money back, right? You know, yeah, it's easy, and that's, that's awesome for yeah. Peel. He's oh. got to be so proud to have oh. that hundred <laughs> percent. I'm proud of him. You know, I was really uh, yeah. I was worried about you know I I loved watching Key and Peel. It was one of my favorite sketch comedy shows. Like sketch comedy kind of died out for a while. You know, you saw sketch comedy dying you know even Saturday Night Live was dying for a long time yeah, but you've yeah. seen Amy Schumer come out with her show and it's doing quite well and you see Key and Peele doing their show and it's doing quite well and so when he left Key and Peele I was like oh man what, what are these guys going to be able to do and they made Keanu and it was a fun movie I gave it a high tasted on the show and he does this and it's completely I didn't know this guy knew horror. Yeah, yeah. The trailer for this was very intriguing. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. I have. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk too much about it. Yeah. I, I'm just going to tell you that, like, uh, um, no, I'm not going to. Just watch it. Yeah. Watch it. Trust. Sadly, me. it's going to be a wait till Redbox, wait till streaming for me. It's yeah. just hard yeah. for me to get to the movies right now. Oh so. yeah, the car situation. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. All right. Uh, what else you got for uh, good pop, bad pop, and then we can wrap up this segment. Uh, I just really quickly want to talk about a show. I watched a new HBO original comedy show called Crashing. Have you heard about this? I've seen like the trailers for it. Yeah, um, it's uh, created by Pete Holmes. I don't know if you know who that is. He's uh, like a struggling stand-up comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who it is. He's yeah. done, a, done a lot of different stuff. Yeah. And th- this is basically like one of those shows where it's like he wrote it, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like his life, like amplified. Like it's not really what happened to him. Right. Just. A real down and out situation. Yeah. Um, it starts with him finding out that his wife cheated on him mm-hmm. and he goes to the comedy club and gets encouraged to go up there and just be raw about everything and just totally bombs. Yeah. Goes up there and just nothing, you know? And uh, he ends up, Artie Lange ends up being there. Do you know yeah. who that is? Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, from uh, Dirty Work. Yeah, he was in Mad TV, yeah. Dirty Work, yeah. um, on Howard Stern Show, a lot of oh, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you YouTube him, J.J. Abrams, there's a hilarious interview between those two from mm-hmm. last year. Well, he he got uh, involved in a lot of drugs. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's so, had a lot of personal problems. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he's in this. And he, like, once he's introduced, he seems like the secondary character. Like, there's only one episode of this. But... 
I'm going to keep watching this if he continues to be a main character because mm. I really loved his interactions. Like the the Pete character is kind of a wholesome character. Yeah. And our, you know, Artie, he's just like completely out there. Yeah. And it's really fun to see these two interact. The dynamic between yeah. them. Yeah. And like the Artie just does not give a fuck. Yeah. And Pete's just like trying to come to terms with all this like life situation. Right. Like his wife was earning all the money and he's been trying to do the stand up comedy thing. So basically now he's just out on his own with mm-hmm. nothing. So I'm going to I'm going to give this a solid taste it. Yeah. It's cool. a Judd Apatow wrote the first episode uh-huh. and he's executive producer, hmm. but after this first episode like he's, you know, letting it out, letting it yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm going to hmm. give it a couple more episodes and yeah, check it out. I might check that out too. Yeah, do you guys uh do you guys watch uh, young, young Pope yet? No, I haven't. No. Heard a lot about it. Though. Heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, really? heard a lot of good things yeah. about it. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about it. I I want to check it out. Jude Law, I like him anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Jude Law t- a lot too. A lot, yeah. He's got a lot of detractors. I know a lot of people that fucking hate Jude oh, Law. Oh, sure. Sure. I'm going to God. I love it. Jude Law. Can I admit something here and you guys are going to think I'm fucking crazy? Yeah, go what? for it. I enjoyed Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. <laughs> really? Oh, I never yeah. saw it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I enjoyed that movie. I, I visually, I thought it was just, I liked that, uh, that futuristic night. Basically, it's, it's a futuristic, if it's, it's like if the 1930s or 40s was set, if, like what their vision of the future would be. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so bizarre. You know, I'm not saying it's not steampunk. It's just like if, if you were from that time period and you were trying to envision what the future would be, that's what it was like. You know, like, a lot of, I think there might have been zeppelins in that thing, like futuristic zeppelins and shit. It's just, I don't think I've seen it. It's, it's uh, Angelina Jolie, Jude Law. I, oh wow! I don't. I remember hearing about people it. People hate it. it, and and people listening right now, like they're they're rolling their eyes at me. And I guess for me, it's just a guilty pleasure. I I I, I liked the way it looked, and and I thought the story was fine. I liked it. So yeah, Sky Captain of the World of Tomorrow came out in two thousand four, two thousand five, I believe. Hmm. Uh, it's about thirteen year old movie. So, hey, let's take a quick break. This episode fucking blows. Yeah, I'm ready. I need a cigarette. Um, yeah, you, uh, yeah, good, good shit, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. best good episode stuff. ever. Really good stuff, <laughs> really good stuff. Yeah, it's always good when we get done recording, and, uh, both of my co-hosts are apologizing, <laughs> uh, profusely, uh, about, uh, about their contributions this episode. Frank was like, sorry about floundering, talking about sex criminals, I know, I, I, yeah. Like honestly, like people that were subscribing to the book, were, <laughs> were like, like, they, they were like taking I'll it take off, that the, off my pull list. It's oh, off that's my what pull I was list. Reading? No way. Somebody, <laughs> somebody on the phone with their comic shop at that moment saying, "Take it off." Take it off. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. man. You, you weren't helping either, Jake. Uh, what can I do? What can, I, I'm, it's been a terrible week for me with this whole fucking car situation. Oh, let's so. not talk about that. Yeah. I know. So. Uh, Jesus, fuck this episode. Yeah, I agree. You know. Let's talk about some news. Let's hate on DC shit. That'll make me feel better. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not at DC news yet. So we are, it is, uh, we are at, uh, the pop culture leftovers news. <laughs> Ah, Jesus, gangster! All right. uh, <laughs> I hope I hope it delivers. Is it gangster as fuck? Oh yeah. It, uh, well, hold on. Uh, Stars, uh, the Stars series, uh, American Gods, finally got an official release date, April thirtieth. That's a Sunday. Mm. So finally, I've been waiting forever to find out like when it's going to premiere. It's going to premiere on Stars April thirtieth, uh, and. Uh, my podcast, American Gods After Show, you can listen to the Zero uh, episode now. Uh, Jimmy McKnight is going to be on that with me, and we've recently added Ashley to the podcast. Oh, sweet. Awesome. So it's going to be me, Jimmy, and Ashley. So uh, that'll be coming out. Uh, first episode will be coming out May 1st, 2nd, whatever the fuck. Yeah. So uh, Fargo, season three, officially hits FX on April 19th. And if you want to read the official synopsis, you can online. It's available there. I'm not going to bore you with it, but it's, uh, it's going to be pretty fucking awesome. Can't wait. Ewan McGregor. It's going to be awesome. So it takes place in 2010. So this is the latest installment of that series. So big year for Noah Hawley. Huge yeah. year for Noah Hawley. So, uh, guys, on February 21st, director Guillermo del Toro tweeted the following: Hellboy three. Sorry to report, spoke with all parties. Must report that 100% the sequel will not happen. And that is to be the final thing about it. What a fucking Debbie Downer jerk tweet, kinda right. He's sad. He's yeah. upset. Yeah. He's upset. This guy's getting. This guy is. Uh, he got pushed out of uh, Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. He feels defeated. He feels defeated. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he he wanted he wanted people to uh, take part in this poll. Do you want to see Hellboy? You know. Do you see? Do you want to see Hellboy three? Yes uh-huh. or no? There's a poll he put out on Twitter. Yeah. He said yeah. if I get if I get enough people. A hundred thousand yeses or whatever. I'll I'll take it to the studio. He did took it to the studio, and nothing's going to come of it. Good so God. you know, and they what was it? Uh, There's the hashtag Save Hellboy Three or whatever. Ron Perlman was pushing it, and so was Gilmore. This is a passion project. This, they, he wanted to do the trilogy. Yeah, I think he was too ambitious too. I do. I felt like. Um, mm-hmm. He not only wanted to do Hellboy 3, but he was talking about 4. It's like, dude, get 3 first. Yeah, yeah. Slow your fucking roll. And, you know, if you get 3, if you're lucky enough to get 3, end it with 3 because you're not going to get 4. Right. Yeah, or at least see if 3 goes gangbusters by yeah, some miracle. Yeah, by some miracle. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate, guys. But I yeah. I don't have the exact tweet, but the Hellboy creator, Mike, Mignola, uh, Mike Mignola, he tweeted that plans for Hellboy in the future in future movies haven't been scrapped or future projects, they haven't been scrapped. Mm. And then Ron Perlman responded to that tweet, to Mike Mignola's tweet, saying uh, that any future movies with the character that himself and Del Toro would not be involved. Yeah. So, yeah. Seems like they are bitter betties. They're, they're yeah. out. Well, you know, I mean... I, I, as a fan, want to see it. Yeah. And is it? I mean, it feels like every time something falls apart, Jake, I'm, I'm, I'm saying the same fucking thing. I'm saying, oh, Netflix, Netflix, yeah. Netflix. Maybe Mignola doesn't want it. Maybe that's 
that would explain why they're directly responding to Mignola. Yeah. But the, see, the thing is, like, both movies have not been – the first movie was profitable. Mm-hmm. The second movie was not profitable. Oh, yeah. And I felt like the second movie was superior to the first. I loved the second film. I, I thought it was better than the first film. Yeah, I know you were paraphrasing Mignola's tweet, but yeah. it sounds like he's saying maybe he has other ideas for relaunching this property. So yeah. at this point, there's no yeah. room for a Hellboy 3 in this version of Hellboy anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it's just a matter of time, like time's run out. Yeah, let's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm upset, though, that, that Del, Del Toro doesn't get to finish his trilogy. Is he is he poison now? Is he poison for studios, mm, a little bit with Crimson Peak and Pacific Rim and Hellboy. And yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, internationally, <laughs> Pacific Rim did really well. Mm-hmm. They're we're lucky get, to we're be getting get- another Pacific. Rim. Oh, I know we're getting. Yeah. This. It's Stephen Knight's doing it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. John Boyega is going to be the lead yeah. in this one. Yeah, Charlie Hunnam not coming back. We're getting uh, John Boyega in it. We finally got the. It's called uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. We got our. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Jake hates the title. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. No, we got a first look at the new Jaegers and stuff. And uh, you know, John Boyega's really excited. Been uh, posting some tweets, uh, different looks at Jaegers and stuff. I'm excited to see it. I can't yeah, wait too, to see it. I think he's so charismatic. I can't yeah. wait to see what he can bring yeah. to it. If you remember, Pacific Rim is our very first Tupperware party on the show. So yeah. it holds a special place for me. Still deserved. <laughs> still deserved. Absolutely. Yeah, it was an awesome very movie. Fun. Still holds up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I happen to think that just he's just in that – he's – for me, I still love him. I think he's great, but I think he, I think he's viewed at viewed by you know Hollywood and the producers and stuff as kind of like where M Night Shyamalan was for a while. He's, yeah. he's in that timeout corner in Hollywood. Yeah. He needs to you know maybe do do something smaller, make something maybe, not so commercial. Go back to your Pan's Labyrinth exactly. roots. He's been exactly. involved quite a bit lately with different video game projects too. Yeah, but those have been falling out too, right? Wasn't he supposed to do uh, that, was that one, horror film? That the horror oh, Silent comic? Hill. Silent Hill. Uh, yeah, and uh, Norman the, Reedus was supposed to be working on something with him. Yeah. That was with Konami, and a lot of that fell apart because Hideo Kojima left. Yeah, and uh, they're still working together on a new project called Death Standing. Yeah, uh, well, he, I but, mean, what, 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 let's think about all the projects this guy's been. I love Del Toro. I'm not trying to yeah, talk bad he about dips it. Dips his toes into like a hundred pools. We're so. supposed yeah. to get a, a an incredible Hulk TV series Justice from Del Toro. League Dark Justice right. League Dark yeah. from Del Toro. None of these things have come to fruition. It seems like honestly, he's kind of like. Adi Shankar, in a way. Mm-hmm. Adi Shankar, you know, I, he's talking about, uh, Adi Shankar was talking about, uh, coming back and doing the, the next Dread movie. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, Dread 2, we're gonna, I, oh, I wanna do Dread 2, Adi Shankar, you know, I can't wait for Dread 2, I hope it happens. And then, who was it? It was, uh, somebody from, uh, the Dread, one of the Dread, um, people involved in Dread said, yeah, if we do a Dread 2, Adi Shankar is not going to be involved. <laughs> so it's like, why is Adi Shankar, does he know about this? Like, why, why is he being a cheerleader for this project and acting like he's involved? And yet I got somebody saying that he's not involved in this project. So Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I don't know. Why am I talking about Adi Shankar right now? <laughs> why? Uh, animation director, uh, Hayu Miyazaki. Uh, yes. Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, yeah, Miyazaki. Miyazaki. He's famous for, like, the two movies that I've seen. Yeah. Uh, no, I saw another one of his movies. Did you see My Neighbor Totoro? No, I haven't seen that one. But years ago, I saw this movie that he did. It's a, 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 his probably like his most recent one, Arietti or something. What's oh, it called? I have not seen that. I have seen it with uh, Will Arnett is one of the voice characters yeah, in it. Yeah, and I loved that movie. I didn't know it was uh, Miyazaki. Yeah, but anyway, uh, he uh, he retired, 
in late 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away. These are movies that, that are new to me, but I've fallen in love with. I've fallen in love with his directorial style, the yeah. animation, the stories. I, 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 I love the character designs. I, I just think this guy is brilliant. And uh, he's coming back. He's coming out of retirement to direct a full feature film. And uh, That's amazing. No details on what the movie is, but God damn it, he's 76 years old, and I am excited as all hell to see this guy come out of retirement. I'm also excited to continue watching his movies. Yeah. So There's th- still a bunch of great shit you haven't seen. Oh, I know. My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah. That's another one yeah. that I've been... Castle uh, in the Sky. Castle in the Sky. I've been hearing about these things. Can't wait to watch them. I, I, I like to... I'm, I'm kind of waiting for these to hopefully come back into the theater. Like yeah. That's how I've been viewing them, in the theater for that's the first the time. That's the best fucking way. Oh, yeah. it's so good. So good. I, I recommend if you haven't seen Spirited Away, you haven't seen Princess Mononoke, get out there and watch these. I mean, they're real cheap. I was looking on Amazon. You can get them for like 12 13 bucks. Oh, no shit. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, you can get them for pretty cheap. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, coming back and doing a new film. Cannot wait. Yeah, that's uh, exciting. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys ready to move into some Marvel news? Yeah. Yep. All right, here we go. I got tons of Fox fucking Marvel news this week. That's nice. X-Men shit. Tons of it. All right. Marvel news. Yeah, the energy <laughs> level in this room. Marvel now. Yeah, there we go. Finally. Got something out of you. Uh, James Mangold, the director of Logan, he spoke with Screen Rant, who asked him about Wolverine ever suiting up. Here's what uh, they asked him. They said, with Wolverine Unleashed Edition, we get that great tease, of course, of the yellow costume. Was there any... Ever, any pressure or desire to, uh, fine, let's suit him up in yellow. Um, and he said, I always feel a certain contingent of fans who are yearning for it, but the biggest block I've had, I'm willing to take the heat for it, is that I can never get past being a writer for these movies as well, that Logan is the least narcissistic of all the superheroes, any kind I can think of, Marvel, DC, or anywhere else. What I mean by that is, who puts a special branded outfit on when they do good deeds and why the only reason you do it is so you can have some sort of trademarked claim and get credit for what you did nothing seems less wolverine like than the desire to put on a trademarked outfit particularly canary yellow and kind of prance about doing good deeds and have people go on wow listen to this fucking pretentious shit oh wow yeah he says, uh, oh, my God, it's the Wolverine. At least the Wolverine as I see him, that's a real struggle for me and has always been. I somehow feel that if somehow we ever put Hugh into one of those outfits, people would not be happy. Essentially, it's something that lives on the page and I'm not sure could live anywhere else. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that. I know, right? The last movie where he's fighting – He's like a samurai, yeah. and he's fighting in Japan. Yeah, that's the movie to do it, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> that's yeah. the fucking movie to do it. And don't do the yellow and blues. I agree. Do the fucking McFarlane fucking browns. Yeah, and browns. Yeah, yeah. That's good shit. Uh, I, 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 
he 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 almost mocks it. Yeah, he, oh, yeah. he really shits on it. Yeah, he mocks time. it here, yeah. and I don't appreciate this. Now, I'm not talking about like this next movie. This Logan comes out and it does gangbusters, and it's awesome. Fine, mm-hmm. fine. If you if you've given respect to the character of Old Man Logan and you've made a great movie here, that's fine. But these statements shitting on his trademarked costume and why 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 it wouldn't work why it wouldn't work for him and this good deed bullshit. That- I mean, this is what Fox X Men directors have always done. I mean, Brian yeah. Singer's no fucking different. Right. Brian Singer said all right. kinds of shitty stuff about X Men lore and everything. Like you just hear all kinds of stories about how he doesn't give a fuck about yeah. the source material. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just saying that uh, you know if. Uh, Spider-Man comes out, and uh, he's not in this, you know, traditional like red and blue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. People are gonna, people are gonna go nuts. You know, people are gonna like, you know, I mean, people are gonna riot. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Same thing, like you know, like Marvel has done great with their costumes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and made them bright and colorful and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, oh, okay, yeah, just because they do that now, we got to make a fucking bullshit kitty movie. No, that, I'm not saying that that that, that you turn fucking uh, Wolverine into uh, the Lego Wolverine movie. You know, I'm not saying make it all fucking fun and, you know, yeah, but right. I'm saying that you can have a guy in a costume and still make a goddamn good movie and you can make it comic book looking quality. Yeah. I'm not saying like we have to have Luke Cage with the tiara on. No, especially when, if you do a movie where Wolverine is with other costumed superheroes. Yeah. yeah. Like how, like if he, if they do Wolverine Deadpool. Right. It'd be ridiculous to not right. have him in a costume. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to talk about the, the chances of that happening. Here. So, but yeah, one thing you could take from these Mangold quotes is that there is no fucking Wolverine in costume Easter egg. No, in yeah. no, no, hundred percent new. No, I just don't like. I don't like his uh, his statements here. No, yeah. I'm, I'm you know, with you on that. Yeah, I understand that there's a contingent of fans that are yearning for this, but you know, a character. Yeah, this goes I mean, he against, tells you you're wrong. This goes again. Yeah, right. This goes against the the grain of the character and and these good deeds. And look at me with my costume on, and I can only perform good deeds with this costume on because I want I want all the accolades and the recognition. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off, dude. You know, yeah. I mean, it, you know, uh, when he was, uh, he, he, it's been a tactical suit in the past too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like when he's with X-Force and shit. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, dude, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't mean to sound like a comic snob or anything like that. And I don't, I don't mean to come off like that. I'm just saying like, it works. It'll work in a movie. It yeah. would work. You could find a way to make it work in a movie. Right. And we're not saying to have him in the costume the entire time yeah. either. Just no. I think it's a little too late. Yeah. I don't think that it's yeah, the sh- next Wolverine. I don't think the next Wolverine. I, I'm not saying like in Logan he should be in the costume. Oh no! Yeah, I'm no. saying they should have done this three, four movies past. Right. Yeah. At when least by X Men Three. Yeah. We should have already seen this. This should not. You know. But they would have fucked it up back then too. Yeah. That's yeah. True. For sure. The suit looked nice in the. Wolverine Unleashed edition. It did look nice sitting there in the fucking uh, silver case, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that Hugh Jackman will never get to put that on. That's it's a damn shame. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, last week, I read an article where Patrick Stewart said he would be open to coming back and playing Charles Xavier. And now I read a quote this week from Patrick Stewart <laughs> from Entertainment Weekly. Here's what he said: uh, A week ago, Friday night in Berlin, the three of us sat watching the movie. And I was so moved by it. I, he's talking about Hugh and Simon Kinberg, I believe. Uh. And I was moved so much by it, m- more moved by it than I had been the first time seeing it. Maybe it was the company of these two guys, but the movie ended. This is an admission. But at one point, Hugh reached out 
and he took my hand in those last few minutes and I saw him and he, he mimes that he's wiping a tear from his eye like this. And then I realized I had just done the same thing. Then the movie ended and we were going to be taken up on stage, but not until the credits were over. So we had some time to sit there and as I sat there, I realized there will never be a better, a more perfect, a more sensitive, emotional, and beautiful way of saying au revoir to Charles Xavier than this movie. So I told you that same evening, I'm done too. It's all over. Mm. Wow. Wow. Done. That's awesome. Yeah, it, 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 it really is. I mean, this guy's he's, – he's played this character as long as – not as many movies, but he's played the character just as long as Hugh Jackman. Right. Yeah. And you he know? was total dreamcasting, one of oh, the first yeah. comic book movie dreamcasts we ever had. Yeah. yeah. Like that, it's, it's who everyone wanted for a oh, decade before yes. it came out. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we gotta have uh, we gotta have Patrick Stewart as uh, Charles Xavier. It was yeah. a, it was a no brainer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. We'd have revolted if it was anyone else. Right? No shit. Yeah, yeah. That was just like it had to be. All right. Yeah. So uh, it's it's bittersweet, you know. Uh, Hugh Jackman was asked during a press junket if uh, he was asked to be in an if he was asked to be in an Avengers film if that would change that if that would have changed his mind about hanging up the claws. Of course, we we, we know. As fans of these movies, that that Fox and Marvel Studios would have to first work out a deal, you know, oh, yeah. similar to the deal with Sony. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is kind of like just like a hypothetical question that they right. asked him, like dream scenario, like you know, what if you could be a part of the Avengers in the MCU? Yeah. Yes, would you want to do it? Would that change your mind? And and he said, I like how you're making sure people don't freak I, out. We're not, yeah, we're not <laughs> fucking idiots. Like right. we we understand how this works. Yes, yes. He says, uh, if that was on the table when I made my decision, it certainly would have made me pause. That's for sure. Because I always loved the idea of him within that dynamic, with the Hulk, obviously, with Iron Man. But there's a lot of smarter people with MBAs who can't figure that out. He laughs. (laughs) You never know. So um, then he was asked this. Is this your last time as Logan? Yeah. For sure, this is it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, what about Jackman showing up in Deadpool 2? Um, you know, that, I mean, he's, he's saying it's his, he's done. He's done. What about him showing up in Deadpool 2? So here's what he said during Facebook Live. No. And Ryan is currently sleeping outside my house. And he laughed. <laughs> Look, if that movie had appeared 10 years ago, probably a different story. But I knew two and a half years ago that this was the last one. The first call I made uh, was to James Mangold. I, I said, Jim, I got one more shot at this. And as soon as Jim came up with the idea and we worked on it, I was never more excited. But it feels like the right time. Deadpool, go for it, man. Do your thing. You don't need me. Yeah. I wish they would at least have him in there as himself just for like a real quick one That could thing. still happen. Yeah, I, that, that could, could still that happen. Could definitely still happen. Yeah. That could still happen. Because he doesn't have to do anything special no. for that. No. Just show up. It could be the equivalent of uh, X-Men First Class where he shows up and says uh, to Charles, fuck off. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> but, but, as, but as Hugh Jackman. It'd be right. great if we just – wouldn't it be brilliant if he showed up as Hugh Jackman and told Deadpool to fuck off? Yeah, that'd oh, be yeah. great. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Yeah. I could see that. <laughs> All right. Um, also, I've got tons of this fucking – and I got tons of fucking MC uh, – this uh, Fox Marvel news this week, guys. Yeah, it's, it's, good. it's good. You're getting a lot of it with the Logan yeah. coming up so yeah. soon. Um, 
Collider is reporting that uh, they reported that Logan will have a post credit scene. James Mangold just r- comes right back and says, no. <laughs> you know, no. No. We're There's, not having that dumb shit. No. No post credit scene. Uh, uh, he also – it's not dumb shit, Jake. It's not all dumb shit. There's some good post credit scenes. There's probably real emotion at the end of Logan and they don't want to cheapen it with some dumb shit. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Fuck off. Uh, he also revealed that Fox let him have creative control of this film and we are – seeing his theatrical cut. No, whatever. David Ayer said the same thing. Ah, we're looking at two different studios now. Yeah. Yeah, I I realize. I'm just saying that you this can be a lie. If anything, you can pin that, and then when, if it did go, you know, over badly, just be like, well, you said this is what you wanted. I I, I happen to believe... I lean towards believing. I lean towards believing. I do feel like there was studio involvement in The Wolverine. I feel like there was. Oh, that been, movie yeah. that movie smells of studio involvement. It really does. I feel like there's I feel like that he did have a lot of creative control in this one. And I feel like that's where the positive reviews are coming from, is because they let James Mangold and Hugh Jackman kind of like do their thing with this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I feel like J- Hugh Jackman says this is the last one. If he says this is the last one, wh- why have any other connections other than the ones that they've already set up in the past? Yeah, I you don't agree. have to. You don't have to connect it to any future films mm-hmm. because this is the final chapter. That's a good thing. Now it should connect in some way to the films of the past. Yeah, there should be that connection. But as far as like going forward, I don't feel like they have to. Like the studio has to give them a mandate and say, "Oh, well, you know what? This Logan movie it needs to tie into our future X twenty three film right. that we yeah, have Supernova in the pipeline." Or- yeah, it has to tie into Supernova and right. New Mutants. I feel like no, let's just. This is the end of that chapter. Do your thing. Make a great movie. Yeah. Okay? And now that it's fucking Patrick Stewart's swan song, too, that's yeah. just even much the more. Yeah, and I honestly feel like Fox has kind of like maybe learned their lesson with Deadpool coming out. I feel like they gave Deadpool <laughs> – this is what I think happened. They, uh, the leak happened, right? We all we all saw like the Deadpool, yeah. the leak, the, the video where he's up on top of the bridge. Test footage. The yeah. test footage stuff. We all saw that him dropping into the car and fighting in the car and the jokes and we were all like, this is great. Yeah. And then Fox did not want that to get out apparently. Yeah, it no. gets out. People go nuts for it. Fox is like, Fine. They, <laughs> fine. We'll give in. We'll give in. We'll let you make your damn Deadpool movie. <laughs> <sighs> right? Yeah. But you're only getting this much. You're going to get this amount of money. It was yep. genius for the leakers. And oh yeah, I don't think that Fox was on set every damn day. Right. They didn't have too much invested into it. They probably had like a couple, you know, big wigs come in there every great once in a while. Hey, Tim, what are you doing? Ryan, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. You know? But they, 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 they weren't up in their fucking asses the entire time because they gave them enough money. They thought that they, oh, we're going to make it back. It's right. not going to be a huge success. You know, if they thought it was going to be a fucking huge success, they would have given them more money. Oh, yeah. They would involved more, it, too. It, I think it would have hurt them. And then right. it wouldn't have been a huge success. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And then it wouldn't have been a huge success. Because it would have been a whole bunch of no, 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 you can't do that. Yeah, they would have been, been up in their asses. Spot. Right. Yes. They would have, it would have been up in their, they would have been up in their asses and trying to connect it to a bigger universe and all this right. shit. Now they're trying to figure this shit out. Yeah. Now they're trying to figure oh, out this bigger oh, universe, yeah. but not, but before they were not, and um, I I think that the studio has learned from that Deadpool experience that you know what if if we if we trust in our our creative team if we if we let James do the movie he wants to do if we let Hugh do the movie he wants to do maybe they can deliver another 
gem, another Deadpool. You know, yeah. It's but, just wild that Fox would give a hundred percent responsibility of the final Hugh Jackman Wolverine movie over, like complete a hundred percent creative control over to James Mangold. I think I think Marvel's involved in this too. Not Marvel Studios, but yeah. of course, you know, you've got you've you've got some you've got you, you've got you've got you, there's certain beats with the character of Wolverine that you got to hit. I just don't. I, I don't think that there was too much studio involvement in this. I one. agree. I agree with that. I, I feel like they kind of let James and Hugh. Hugh's kind of like earned it at this point. I yeah. think. And and um, I think I think this. And and James is not. This is not. Uh, this is not a. Uh, he's not a Tim Miller. You know. I mean, right. Tim Miller. You know, being in his forties or whatever. But yeah. Tim, it's a first time director, and he's not a. Uh, He's not. It's not one of these new, young, up and coming directors that have not proved themselves. Yeah, but it is a guy that's proven himself to be arrogant before. I mean, he was just being arrogant about the Wolverine costume stuff. It's like that's the kind of thing a writer would say. Like, I have a hundred. This is a hundred percent my film. Mm -hmm. You know? Oh, sure, sure. I just, I, I. I just don't see as much studio involvement in this one for 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 reasons. And those, you know, like this is the end of the. Hugh Jackman era as Wolverine. It's like, yeah. If if he's really done, you don't have to connect it to like the future films, right? Yeah. I mean, it should be, it should echo the past. I agree, and, and I feel like it'll be more, more of an emotional echo yeah. than like lots of plot points. Well, they 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 kind of talk about uh, Cinema Blend. They spoke with Simon Kinberg, and um, and they confirmed a connection between the post credit scene of Apocalypse and uh, this new Logan movie coming out. Uh, this is what they put. Today, X-Men producer Simon Kinberg confirmed a major link between Logan and X-Men Apocalypse, uh, and it creates intriguing avenues for future stories. Um, the following contains light spoilers for Logan. It doesn't give much away, but you might want to avoid reading them, so we have included this warning. Now, I feel like, you know, if it does connect to future films, it's from what they set up in Apocalypse. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't this really... Completely contradicts what we were talking about no, earlier. Yes and no. It, they've already set this up. They, they set it up in Apocalypse. Yeah. Um, let me okay, let me just read this. In the mid credit scene for X Men Apocalypse, Brian Singer and Simon Kinberg included a shot of someone walking through the carnage left by Wolverine and uh, the recast X Men at the Weapon X facility. The cleanup squad is vacuuming up bullets and mopping up blood. And speaking of blood, a stranger opens up a cabinet and removes a vial of blood marked Weapon X and places it in a briefcase labeled Essex Corp. This is a tease for Mr. Sinister, a classic X-Men villain, and it led many to believe that Sinister might show up again in Logan. Well, he doesn't. He's not the villain of Logan, though, today. Logan producer Simon Kinberg confirmed that this scene does, in fact, explain how the villains of James Mangold's piece eventually acquired the blood and the DNA that they use in their revised Weapon X program to create an army of young mutants, including Laura, a.k.a. X-23. When we asked specifically if the X-Men, Apocalypse end credit sequence, and Logan are directly connected, Kinberg confirmed, yes, that is the implication. Um, to that end, Cinema Blend events editor Eric Eisenberg pressed Simon Kinberg on the plans for Mr. Sinister and whether he'll be appear in any upcoming X-Men movie. The producer revealed the short answer is yes. We would love to see Sinister. I think he is one of the great untapped villains in the X-Men universe, and we do have plans to introduce him into the world. So basically – it's they've set it up in apocalypse yeah. and the, that story's carrying over into this one but 
I, I got it now. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. going to direct the narrative, really. Well, and and like in future movie, it's not going to affect this exactly. This, right. this, this yes. forks off, and yes. it's the end of the Hugh Jackman Wolverine yes. story. Yes. Yep. Now whether now whether we get future stories with X twenty three. Right. That deal with Mr. Sinister and the story going forward, that's fine, but this is the end of Jackman. Right. It, it, you know what I mean? And you can still have a good story with her in it. You just know of her existence. Right. You don't have to do any of the extra shit. Yeah. But I don't know as far as like continuity, how that works now after this, after this movie ends. After yeah. Logan ends? After Logan ends. Well, they, they set it far enough in the future where they can make the X-Men movies in between. That's a this. good point. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying like how X-23 would, be a part of future stories yeah going forward right yeah ex- I, we, we talked about that in an earlier yeah. podcast where yeah. I, I didn't think that she ever could if you have cinematically two different timelines going at once that's kind of hard to keep up with yeah exactly and what's going on in her timeline besides just her after, at the end of this yeah. movie right although, now, they'll, do, they'll do some time travel shit i was gonna boys. say although like if you're introducing cable and stuff like yeah. that would be a neat way to jump back and forth yeah but we're, we're getting cable in that like that deadpool side of, right right of everything and it hasn't really been you know what i mean yeah yeah uh you got something no, was, that, that'd be crazy if a movie like time pulled a character out yeah. from another timeline. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like it though. Well, it's X, it's X Men. They take time travel. I, yeah. I, I, I kind of like it. Yeah. yeah. James McAvoy is teasing his comeback for X Men Supernova or New Mutants. Uh, he posted a picture of himself eating with uh, Simon Kinberg and Patrick Stewart, and uh, posted it on Instagram and said, "Can't wait for the summer." So. Um, He's kind of teasing that he's coming back as Charles Xavier in either New Mutants. I've heard New Mutants. Yeah, it's weird that mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart would be there still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Just probably hanging out, you yeah. know. Yeah, that's true. So, but, he won't uh, be able to stay away. He'll have another scene. Ah, uh, he's movie. he's done. He's done. I believe him. Uh, I believe him. Hugh. I believe. I believe Hugh. I don't believe Patrick Pat. Stewart's got so many other things that he could do. I mean, he did Green Room last year, and that yeah. movie was fantastic. I mean, yeah. and does uh, he still have an ongoing series? Uh, he's he's I don't know ongoing. Yeah, he's involved in an ongoing. Yeah, we reviewed series. it once. I can't remember yeah. the name of it now. And he's yeah. he does voices. Blunt talk. With yeah, Patrick that's it. Stewart. That's it. And he's on every episode of American Dad doing voice work. Yeah, that's I mean, true. he said he was done after X Men Three Last Stand. Oh sure. And sure. then and somehow he came back. Yeah, well, Michael Bay always comes back and does Transformers movies. That's true. Oh, for God. Sure. I don't know. I I, I want to believe what he said. It, yeah. it, the the moment he had with Hugh and he realized he's done. I want to believe that moment. Yeah. So, um, let's see here. Speaking of Supernova, Eric Davis of Fandango talked with Kinberg and then tweeted these two tweets. Just spoke to Simon Kinberg, who said reports of him directing the next X-Men movie are still premature, not official yet. So, Simon Kinberg directing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he also said Kinberg could not confirm Dark Phoenix storyline, but smirked when I pressed him on it. Oh, no. So... If I was Kimberg, I would not take on this gig. No. Going to lose a lot of credibility doing the uh, ninth X-Men continuity movie mm. and not sticking that landing. Mm. So, yeah. It doesn't give me much hope, you know. I don't have faith that they could tell that story right right now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not looking forward to, like, I, I'm looking more forward to, like, Logan coming up. Yeah. That's like the most studio fucking director you could get to do the ne- next X movie. <laughs> yeah. Like it does not get any more sooty than yeah. just getting Simon Kinberg to do it himself. Yeah. Holy crap. Uh, I don't I don't like it. I, I like Simon Kinberg being on the creative side of stuff. You yeah. know? Like kinda like uh what was it? Um the writers. The the writers for uh, I'm trying to think of the writers for the uh, Star Trek reboot. Uh Beyond? No, Star Trek. 
He might have done Beyond. No, no, uh, it was uh, Star Trek and uh, and Into Darkness. It was the uh, guys who wrote the screenplay. Um, fuck it, God damn it! Now I can't think of their goddamn name. Um, they were talking about one of that. One of those guys was going to direct. Oh, the two guys that worked for fucking Fringe. Yeah, uh, Orsi. Robert Orsi. Yeah. Bob Orsi. Uh, they were trying to get Bob Orsi to direct the third Star Trek movie at yeah. one time. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, do I, he's never directed before. This yeah. kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, I could see, I could see that comparison. Yeah. And that's the same situation. That's like the most studio fucking thing they did. Yeah. Yeah. Just get that guy to do it. Yeah. But instead, they got, they got Justin Lin. So, you know, and yeah. I, Justin Lin can handle like, these, these, you know, Justin, we've seen Justin Lin do like, he did a Fast and Furious movie, right? Yeah, a really yeah. good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's see here. We Kurtzman still, was the other guy. Alex Kurtzman. Yeah. We still don't have our, uh, cable casting guys for Deadpool 2, and we are waiting patiently. I can't wait to find out who it's going to be. But right. Rob Leefield, uh, he knows who he wants as cable <laughs> and managed to piss him off in the process. Uh, Rob Liefeld, the creator of Deadpool, tweeted to Russell Crowe. Yes. Uh, <laughs> at Russell Crowe, you should read for Cable in Deadpool and X-Force. Just saying, Russell Crowe responded, I should read for it? Question <laughs> mark. He's pissed off. He's annoyed that, you know, this is Russell Crowe. He doesn't read for parts anymore. He's yeah. offered parts. Right. If he wants it, he'll take it. Yes. Yeah. So Leefield then tweeted back at Russell Crowe. Huge fan, sir. Uh, poorly worded apologies. <laughs> wow. Russell Crowe then tweeted, I'm sure if at Van City, Van City Reynolds, he, that's Brian Reynolds' yeah. Twitter handle. Uh, I'm telling our audience, Sorry. Frank, Jesus. <laughs> uh, I'm sure if at Van City Reynolds has any interest in that, he'll find a way. So basically just like, Leafield, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Your, yeah. your part in this is done long time ago. That's my favorite news story yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, speaking of cable, guys, uh, cable, uh, uh, Collider is uh, teasing that uh, Joe Carnahan, he produced uh, The Gray Stretch, a movie that I love. Patrick Wilson, he did that in 2014. It's on Netflix, and it's fucking amazing, I think. He also wrote the A-Team movie uh, and Smoking Aces. Um, they say that uh, Joe Carnahan is going to be writing the screenplay for X-Force. Wow. So um, here's the quote. As of now, Carnahan is only writing the script for X-Force and is not currently attached to direct, but should Fox be a fan of the script? And if one of his clones has time in their schedule, <laughs> uh, he certainly has the experience to back a directorial gig. Now, guys, this is not like his first entry into superheroes. Like okay. before Fox got uh, Daredevil back, Joe Carnahan actually was attached to direct um, the reboot. You know, after Ben Affleck. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember mm -hmm. that. Yeah, so you can actually you can go to uh, YouTube. He, he put together a sizzle reel of uh, what he would want in a Daredevil. Oh, wow. he want he wanted it based in 1973. He that's, want that's weird. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I thought like the sizzle reel is it's it's there's no he didn't they didn't hire any actors or anything. He just mm -hmm. kind of like it was uh, 
scenes from other movies. He he kind of it was like Warriors influenced. Mm-hmm. You, you you know you see like can you dig it? And then <laughs> and then it was Warriors influenced a little bit. And then like you know clips from the comic books that he really liked. And he kind of just put it into this sizzle reel. If you want to see it, you can. Um, he it's just go to YouTube and type in canceled Daredevil reboot sizzle reel trailer, mm. and you can watch it. It's about a minute and a half. But uh, I, I thought it, I thought it was interesting. Like when all these other comic book movies, are, I'm warming up to it more. They're kind of like doing like, you know, like what Marvel was doing. Like, and I love what they're doing, you know, the expanded universe and, you know, this, uh, this whole, uh, universe that they're creating, you know, everything's all connected. And yeah, yeah. You this is kind outside of, that box. This yeah. is kind of like his own little thing. You know, let's have Daredevil in 1973 and like have it be like a period piece and all this other shit. And mm-hmm. I was like, cool, man. Let's give this guy a shot. <laughs> and then, uh, of course we all know what happened. And, uh, Daredevil went back to, to, to Marvel Studios and we got, uh, you know, uh, Cox, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Charlie, Charlie Cox, Cox is Daredevil and he did fantastic. So, um, but <laughs> Joe Carnahan, uh, he's busy. They talked about his busy schedule here. He's producing, uh, get ready to hear me groan, uh, <laughs> the U.S. version of The Raid with Frank Grillo. Uh. Come on. <laughs> why do we, why do we have to Americanize everything? You know, come on, the fucking Raid. Yeah. And Raid 2, they're perfect. These movies are perfect. I don't. I don't need them to Americanize this shit. You know, right? <laughs> Fuck. Jesus. Whatever. Yeah, Fuck there's it. money to be made. They got to try. Ah, Jesus. Simon Kuddenberg is uh, also teasing that Deadpool two and New Mutants will release in 2018. Wow, both Holy in crap. one year. Both That's in cool. one year. Uh, he's also claiming that the uh, Gambit movie is still happening. Yeah, I saw this. this even, crazy. E- even with Doug Liman leaving the movie as director. Who left before uh, Doug Liman? Was it Matt Reeves? Uh, I believe you're correct. Yeah, I think it was right. Matt Reeves. Yeah. Or was it the other? I can't remember. Those are the two guys that both did Planet of the Apes movies. No, 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 no. It was the first Planet of the Apes director. Yeah. It, was not, it wasn't Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves did the second one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah the Lyman one. did the first. No, Lyman didn't do the oh, first Lyman one. Did the first? Lyman, he's he's the born identity guy. Uggy. Yeah, yeah, Doug Lyman. Uh, he, did, he I know Doug Lyman was like producer for like the you know the second, third, and fourth born movies, but he like I think he directed and wrote. Yeah, you're correct. Like you're the correct. first one, I, but it was the first director of the first Planet of the Apes film. Yeah, I forget who that was. That was attached Reeves, to this, right? Reeves is a second. Oh, Reeves is a second. Reeves did uh, Reeves did the second Planet of the Apes movie and then War, which is the I'm, third one. I'm looking already. Okay. Anyway, Channing Tatum is still attached to this. Uh, here's uh, his. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, Kinberg's quote to LRM. Channing is in the best possible way as committed and as rigorous about getting the character right as Ryan was with Deadpool and as Hugh was with Logan on this movie. And so it's been about finding a filmmaker and someone who can capture that voice and hand it off to Channing. But he's been a really critical part of the process. And he's the only part of the process. You don't have a director. (laughs) It was Rupert Wyatt. Rupert Wyatt. Yeah, he was uh, attached to this originally. And then they lost Rupert. They got Doug Liman. And I'm like, even better. Even better. Yeah. Doug Liman's man, he's going to add a lot to this movie. And then they lose him. But uh, they say Channing's a really critical part of the process. Yeah, you lose him, the movie's done. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's all you got right, right now. This movie's hanging on by a Tatum thread. <laughs> He's a real critical part. Yeah. Gosh. The, uh, shit's falling off of this movie faster than it was 
his clothes in Magic Mike. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So, uh, yeah, he's been a real critical part of the process, and we're hoping that uh, the movie, probably given his schedule, will be ready to go this year and probably shoot next year. He's uh, claiming it won't start filming it until sometime in 2018. Guys, this movie was supposed to be released last year. Mm-hmm. This movie was supposed to come out last year. We were supposed to get Deadpool, Gambit, an apocalypse. It was supposed to be not in that order. It was supposed to be Deadpool, Apocalypse, and then like sometime in like September, huh? October, we were supposed to be getting uh, Gambit. This I remember is, us talking about three be, Fox X Men yeah, movies in one yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be last year. Yeah. This shit. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. It's hanging on by a Channing Tatum thread, guys. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's funny. I think it'll get made ever. As long as Channing Tatum stays attached, and if they can get a director, I think it will. Yeah. I think it will. And and more Fox mutant movies making money is only going to help. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. if Logan makes big money, if New Mutants makes big money, yeah. if Deadpool 2 makes big money. Right. Yeah. yeah, they'll get then somebody to stick to it. They'll then. find a way. Yeah, they, they want to – I mean, uh, think about it this way, Frank. Hugh Jackman's on his way out. Channing Tatum's stock is as high oh, yeah. as it's ever probably yeah. going to be yeah. mm-hmm. right now. And yeah. if you can get Channing – I'm just worried – I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, the, uh, uh, I mean, I like it, Jake. Honestly, I like it. Hold on, like, like let me throw this out there. I, these some of these stories in the X Men universe, like Apocalypse. Yes, it's like end of the world shit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I like Suicide Squad should have been a more intimate story. It should have been about fucking like you know uh, villains and assassins. It shouldn't have been like them going up against uh, Gozer at the end <laughs> and end of the world bullshit. It should have been a more intimate story. It should not be end of the world bullshit. Same thing with Gambit. Like if they fucking if it's end of the world shit with Gambit, they're fucking up. Give us just give us the Thieves Guild. Yeah, why can't we get a proper X Men movie where it's not end of the world shit where it's it's still intimate shit where yeah. it's like the fucking Sentinels right. hunting the X-Men fucking down. Right. That would have been awesome. And mutants are right. being persecuted. Right. And it's not so much the end of the world, yeah. but it's the end of the mutants. Yeah. They, no, they throw elements of that in these films. I, but they never do it enough. You're like, right. They never go all out with that. You're right. That I would I would kill for just an all-out Sentinel war. One of my fa- – and I've said this before and I'll beat this drum. One of my favorite movies of all time is Back to the Future, and it's not about the end of the world. It's yeah. about a family. Yeah. It's about yeah. a family, and it's such a great science fiction movie. Uh-huh. You don't have to have everything be like fucking Independence Day. Yeah, right. End of the world makes me roll my eyes yeah. like 90% of the yeah. time. Yeah, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just I mean, that's that's what Suicide Squad got wrong, and I mean, now I'm going back to like David Ayer and his comments talking about it, it should have been Joker as your main villain. Yeah, maybe it should have. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it should have been. You know? Yeah, and I get it. Like Avengers and Justice League, like yeah, those, those should be yes. in the world scenario. Yes, I need Chitari. Yeah, you know, I fuck, I need Dark Side showing up. Right. You know? Yeah, but not Suicide. Not squad. Suicide that Squad. Should, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Fucking Gozer ending. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fuck off. Eesh. Anyway. Um, yeah, let's move on to uh, Marvel's Inhumans news. Uh, the TV show casts its Maximoff. Uh, and it was Jeff Loeb who told everyone that it was going to be is – is it Ewan? Ewan Rion? I think that's correct, yeah. Ewan Rion from Game of Thrones who played Ramsey. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. This is like the most perfect fucking casting. Is ever. it on paper? Yeah. On paper it yes, is. On paper. It I is. honestly think this guy should have been cast as Lex Luthor. Yeah, oh yeah. He's oh, that great. would have been brilliant. This would, this should have been our Lex Holy Luthor. Fuck. He looks like fucking Maximus too, though. Doesn't he? Does oh, he? Oh yeah. my gosh. Sure. Sure. Crazy. He does. On paper this is great, but Jake, yeah. This is going to be on ABC, chief. Yes, I know. How sinister can he be? <laughs> right. We've already seen him be pretty fucking evil. How sinister Well, can you, he be? you're not going to have Game of Thrones evil. Oh, no, I know. Right. But I think that's what makes that. Maximus such a great character is I think there is like a little bit of likability to the character. Otherwise, I don't think the character 100% works. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he's there still, was no likability to Ramsey. He's still family. That, no, not Ramsey. Oh, okay. Max, Maximus. I thought, I thought he said Ramsey. I'm sorry. No, no, Maximus. Yeah. That's what makes Maximus work. Yeah. I, th- I think they should have cast uh, Gordon Ramsay as Maximoff. Oh, my God. I, I, I tossed that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jesus. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Jeff Loeb said uh, Ewan's ability to be charming, roguish, and still completely unexpectedly dangerous were all the different size, sides we needed to bring the character to life. We're thrilled to have him on board. Um, I heard he was going to be the central character, too. Yeah, executive producer and showrunner on the first two episodes of the Inhumans TV show, Scott Buck, said Maximus is a complex character, likable, charming, tragic, and villainous, all in the same uh, all in the same moment. Yeah, and, that's what I'm saying. And I'm very excited to have someone of Ewan's considerable talent. Yeah, I heard he was going to be like a, a main character in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and yeah, like you said, all those emotions. He's likable and a villain. Like yeah. Maximus is a crazy character. I know. I, I Tupperware this casting. Yeah. I do. I, on paper, it's great, but on the flip side, I'm, we're still talking about an ABC series. Yeah. yeah. So whether we get what we want is another thing. Yeah, so. it could still be very cool. I mean, very cool thing happened. Cool stuff happens on TV. You know. Yeah, sure. You love all the CW comics. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not going to ABC to get that content. Yeah, a lot of good things happen on TV, Jake. You're absolutely right. I'll go to FX. I'll go to AMC. I'll go to HBO. A lot of great things happen on TV. I'm not tuning into ABC for any of that content. There's literally nothing on ABC I'm watching. Yeah, nothing. I, yeah, that's so. true. Well, they're trying to change that. Are they? I mean, I mean, they. they it's a great cast. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, are, I mean. I don't know. What can they do on the network that's really going to shock that's you? That's what I'm saying. Why do they have to shock you? Why does it have to be shock theater? No, I Why mean, can't it just be good storytelling? It could be. Because it's ABC. Yeah. But, I mean, that, at the end of the day, it doesn't need to be. I just disagree with the fact that it needs to be shocking to be good. I'm not saying, like, he needs to be Ramsey in this series. I mean, they on paper, this is a great casting. Yeah. It's a great casting. Okay. I think it's fantastic. I have zero, zero, like, competence in what I've seen from No, and I ABC. get you. You, you. I don't like S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't watch a single fucking episode. Yeah. I, I get you. But this still excites me. Like, I'm going to watch at least the first episode of yeah. this. Oh, yeah. And sure. I'm excited that he's going to be in it. Yeah. They're filming in Hawaii, which, okay. I'd cool. watch it just for that. Yeah. So, um... I want to read this quote from uh, Screen Rant about uh, Thor Ragnarok. I I just thought it was fun, and I want to read it. IGN, they sat down with Hiddleston on the press tour for Kong, Skull Island. But they also – man, they have not been showcasing him or Brie Larson in those trailers at all. Uh -uh. Have you noticed that? Yeah. 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 Have you noticed that? It's it's been – It's all John Goodman. It's John Goodman. It's Samuel Jackson. Jackson. And uh, what's his name from uh, Step Brothers? I love him. I can't even think of his fucking name right now. Oh, from Guardians too. Yeah. Wreck-It Ralph. That I can't think actor. of names this episode. Yeah, I'm terrible at it Fuck. too. 
fucking A. Step Brothers, yeah, Wreck It Ralph. For your health. Fucking Dr. Steve Brule. The fuck? <laughs> what is wrong with us? Oh my John C. Riley. John yay, C. Riley. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, like those wow. guys have been getting all the screen time in these trailers. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they, like I don't, I don't. Who is Tom Hiddleston playing in this fucking movie? I don't know. Who is Brie Larson playing in this movie? Maybe this is stuff that they're trying to keep close to their chest. I'm not knocking this movie. I think this movie looks... It looks good. I think it looks spectacular. Yeah, uh, yeah I was really impressed by the second trailer. I, I think it looks spectacular. I, I love it. I love... John C. Riley's like, you know, you. I'm, t- I'm not even talking about fucking uh, Marvel news right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get to this quote, but I'm just... I'm going off the rails. I don't even give That's a shit. Right. It's my fucking show. Deal with it. <laughs> anyway, I love how uh, John C. Riley is like, you know... This is Kong's house, you know. You come in Kong's house and you start dropping bombs, you got yourself a fight. Right. It's, oh, I love that line. Like, oh, it's so cool. I'm looking forward to this Yeah, movie. you hyped. That's the week after Wolverine, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, coming out March 10th. Um, are you, uh, you going to go, March 17th, are you going to be seeing Beauty and the Beast or are you going to be going to see Belko? The Belko experiment. Which one are you going to go see? Beauty and the Beast. I'm seeing Belko. I'll probably get took to Beauty and the Beast. Jesus. I'd rather see Beauty and the Beast. Wow. I'd rather see Belko. I mean, I want to see Belko too, but I've been, I've been hyped for Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I can't say I've been hyped for Beauty and the Beast. I, I don't even like the cartoon. Yeah, well, there you go. You probably won't like it then. Yeah, I fucking got kids. Little, what is it like? <laughs> they got, you know, what are, they got like little, little tea kettles singing and shit in there? Yeah. yeah. It's tea all kettles. live action, but they're CGI. A candle? What's, yeah. a, what's the candle's name? Lumiere. Yeah, there you go. Wow. <laughs> he had that shit right on Yeah, tap. he did. Oh, fuck. Can't all... think of John C. Riley, but I asked him what the name of a fucking candle is. Fucking You're... Disney Jr.'s on my TV in yeah. my living room 24-7. Fucking Johnny on the spot with that goddamn candle, aren't you, you son of a bitch? We watched Moana like 40 times this week. Oh, Moana's so good. It is good. It's really oh, great. Oh, so I... Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you bring that up in Good Pop, Bad Pop? I was gonna. You cut the segment off. Oh, yeah. That's all right. You were gonna bring it up? Yeah, I was. It's great, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was really, really oh, good. I loved it. I loved Rock as a voice actor, and he did fantastic. Oh, he's so good. Yeah, well, it wasn't yeah. something that he just phoned in. He was great. Oh, so good. And he could sing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. super hyped to see that movie. I'm going to buy out physical, I think, in a week or so. Yeah. yeah I'm, Me I'm and gonna, Dan, uh, Danny, Lig- uh, Danny Lingari, he went to like the premiere for Moana, and we're talking oh, about no Moana over, over Skype, and yeah. Nice. Yeah, he loved that movie. I'm going to buy the soundtrack, because that music in that is great. He said it was very uh, very true to like uh, like the way they made it look. It was very true true to like polynesian culture and mm-hmm. stuff yeah, so. yeah we we did a uh, whole day on a tour when we were in hawaii me mm-hmm. and kelly yeah. and uh i remember a lot of that stuff it was great yeah, yeah. did you guys do you, you ever watch uh, the brady bunch when they went to hawaii yes yeah, remember that the, the cursed statue yeah. was, that yeah. thing, was that thing really cursed did they find out it wasn't i don't even remember now. that was like a fucking scooby-doo episode wasn't it <laughs> yes remember, <laughs> remember greg was wearing it around his neck when he was surfing <laughs> and he, he got all fucked up and then didn't Marsha get hit in the head with another goddamn football? God. I don't know. I'm making yeah. that up. You know what's more fucked up than that, anything right now? What? There was less time in between the actual original Brady Bunch and the remake in the 90s than between then and now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I need to go back and watch that and see how fucked up all the 90s tech is and shit. Oh, I love those 90s Brady Bunch movies. Yeah, they were, oh, they were, they were, they were great. Hilarious. I haven't watched them in a while. It's a very Brady sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That shit was great. All right, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, they sat down with, uh, Tom Hiddleston. God, that went off, we went off the rails. Yeah, I started talking about, about Kong and then Beauty and the Beast and what the fuck. IGN, they sat down with Hiddleston on the press tour for Kong Skull Island, but they also asked him about his role in Ragnarok. Hid- uh, Hiddleston says Loki won't be easily impressed by the Sorcerer Supreme, uh, <laughs> as he's been doing similar things for many years. But what about the mystical villain Hela? Oh, Hela, excuse me, uh, Kate Blanchett. Uh, they could have been 
allies under different circumstances, he believes. Uh, here's this quote. He says, I think he probably dismisses Strange. Yes, his sorcery is very impressive, but Loki's been doing that for centuries. So who cares? Hela is a different beast and full of surprises and actually might have been someone with whom at one time he could have gotten along, but the circumstances have changed. Now, my question to you is, like, I love that quote. Like, mm-hmm. are we going to get that scene, though? Are they – Are they? I think they should. I do want to yeah, see that. Whether they give it to us, like, are we going to get a scene of the Source of Supreme, Doctor Strange, hanging out – and a little bit of back and forth banner between him and Loki. That would be or is awesome. this just like fan fiction? Like, he, oh, this is how I think my character would react to the Source of Supreme. He would not be impressed. Yeah. I like that quote, but are we going to get it? I hope we get it. I That'd hope cool. we get it. Yeah, I don't. I think it's fifty fifty. Yeah. I think there's a chance. All that arrogance in one room. <laughs> oh, so good. Man, I am pumped to see what uh, Kate Blanchett's going to look like as Hella. Yeah, like, cool. that's such a crazy costume in the comic books. Yeah. Oh yeah. How they're going to translate that? Oh yeah. Don't let James Mangold get a hold of this oh, character. Oh gosh. <laughs> Should be wearing like a green dress. Yeah, that completely goes against what that Asgardian stance. Yeah, for. exactly. <laughs> you got to hope to think though that since even in the original Avengers they went with that huge horned helmet for yeah. Loki. That they go ahead and go over the top. I, I think they, they will too. Good. I yeah. think they will oh, I too. I can't wait to see it. She better have the headpiece. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Go all out. I mean, yeah. They, yeah, they did it for Loki. Yeah. Yeah. I think they will they have to. And it's hey, you want to sell so hey, well? You want to sell fucking toys? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You want to sell fucking toys? Right. Do it. And with that stuff not being on Earth, you, it kind of gives you like a license to get a little bit more like ridiculous right. over yeah. the top with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. There's nothing ridiculous. Don't be defending James Mangold. I wasn't. I know. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just trying to spark a conversation. <laughs> no, it's just like you know, shit like that. Wolverine doesn't have to be on another goddamn planet to wear that suit. You know. Right. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's yeah. very samurai inspired, and I think it would have fit in great in the Wolverine. That mo- that movie would have been so much better had it, he he been wearing that suit for like that final scene. Yeah, yeah. have but, all cut apart to yeah. pieces. Fucking like a, a, man. Everywhere. Hell yeah, dude. That, that's yeah. fucking Wolverine. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, we've pissed and moaned <laughs> about some shit. And so we're going to take a break and come back with some DC news. Let's do it. Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you, and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow The Leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Slow down. Yeah. Did you want to talk about Legion, Frank? We can if you want to. I know know you talk about a lot, but... I talk, yeah, I have a whole fucking show about it. Right. Well, what are you, what are you thinking? Uh, I watched the second and third episodes last night. Yeah. And uh, I thought they were great. You're getting a lot of answers and, uh, explaining a lot of questions that I had, especially from the first episode. Yeah. 
But uh, the, the deeper they dig into like his powers, like yeah. you could see that they've never encountered anyone like him before. Right? They they're asking him at the end of the third episode, "What are you?" Because yeah. of all the different things that he can do, we've right. seen that. Uh, and and I want to you know kind of watch spoilers for people who haven't got caught up yet. But uh, they're basically like itemizing him and you know going through different aspects of stuff and. Um, it's real interesting because you can never quite tell what time period his memories exist in. Mm-hmm. I'm myself feeling kind of confident in like the fact that what we saw at the end of the first episode, him going with those people who are trying to help him with his abilities. I think that's what's real. And then all the other stuff is just him trying to figure out, is it an old memory or is this how it happened or did I mess with it? Um, there's a lot of questions too still like what is the extent of his abilities Mm -hmm. like there was even some stuff hinted at about like his ability to do some stuff with time even and all the different relationships that he's got uh, especially with oh uh, what's her face Um, sydney sydney yes um i I think that's like his one real tether to, Mm -hmm. to what's really going on like everybody else he's really iffy about can't trust him doesn't know you know everything, and, and he knows there's this hidden part about himself mm-hmm. that he doesn't want anyone else to see. Yeah, and, and you can tell it frightens him. Yeah, and they really dig into that in the third episode, and uh, it, it they really, really, really ramped up the horror aspect. Oh, they with did. that one. Yes, they did. And the whole episode was really creepy, real well done, and I love the fact that. It's all like suspense. It feels like old horror that yeah. we used to get. Not gore, not torture porn, it, like just genuine fear. And it, it's great. I love it. It fits into the story so well. I've got a theory that uh, his memories, uh, when they're in these memories, Potomac takes him into the memory. He's the memory mm-hmm. artist. Yeah. I have a theory that these memories have been tampered with because when I, there's a lot of. I guess there's a lot of things that you could say, oh, yeah, this just doesn't seem right. These memories seem tampered with. But, like, when you watch that third episode, uh, when they show us the Halloween – when they go into the yes. Halloween scene, mm-hmm. if you look off into the distance, there is a white banner in someone's yard. It's almost like a sign. Uh-huh. And ver- it's written vertically in a squiggly lines. If you take a screenshot of it and zoom in on it, it says David written vertically okay. in really squiggly lines. Yeah. Why would that be in someone's yard? Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, that's weird. So that's I was thinking to myself, these memories have been tampered with because mm-hmm. – and even Petonomy doesn't even know it himself because mm-hmm. like this guy, you know, he tries to – he's the memory artist and he tries to give you the most genuine memory possible when you're going in there. Right. Yeah, you he's know? just getting what's there. He doesn't know that it's been tampered exactly. with. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's – I don't know, man. There's so many questions still in this show. Um, I've got tons of theories, and I, I talk about them on Legion, the podcast. And, uh, man, it's it's a fun show to watch. And episode four is coming out. We're going to be halfway done with the first season. Oh, yeah, so fast. And I know. Episodes goes by so quick. Yeah. But that's a good thing, though. I lo- Even though it's a shorter you know, run, mm-hmm. I love the fact that each episode, it's like jam-packed with important stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that thus far I haven't seen any filler at all. Yeah. You haven't had time for it. Yeah. There's so much going on. Yeah. And then in April, we're going to be, able, I'm going to be enjoying, uh, Fargo season three by Noah Hawley. So I cannot wait for that. This yeah. guy is just brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so will that pick up right after, uh, Legion ends or will Legion ends, uh, end of, uh, end of March. And, uh, this will be picking up a few weeks later. It sounds yeah. like yeah, April, so the- is it like April 19th or something mm-hmm. like that is yeah. when they said that's so. nice. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We're going to be moving on into some, uh, DC. Yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying that show, Frank. Yeah, I'm loving it. Legion's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. All right, going to move into some DC news. Last night, 
Batman destroyed my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC News. It's time for DC News, you fucking pieces of shit. All right. So, yeah, I just wanted to get everybody caught up uh, that I have been watching and enjoying. Um, I'm one episode behind on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. But um, I've been enjoying – they had, like, the Legion of Doom episode. I thought it was fantastic. Really enjoyed that. Um, last episode of The Flash was great. It was Gorilla City episode, and yeah. it was fantastic. Um, what's the what's the gray, the white gorilla? Is it uh, Salabar? I can't remember the name. I think it's – Oh, yeah. I'm hard-pressed to help you here. It's a character from the comics, and it's, it's I think it's Salabar. If I'm saying that wrong, I apologize. Whatever. But um, – that was a great episode. Gorilla City's great. And this is a two-parter. And, uh, great cliffhanger. Yeah, great great cliffhanger. And it looks like uh, in the second part of this two-parter, uh, the gorillas are going to invade the city. So Central oh, really? City. Yeah. So can't wait. Grodd is now taking over the army of gorillas. <laughs> Salabar. You know how are the how are the effects on all that? Really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, as good as you're going to get them on the CW, I think they're top. Yeah, yeah. I'm not expecting like fucking like Disney theatrical shit. Yeah, looking good. Yeah, very good. All right, I've been very impressed. I mean, you know, as far as it's not uh, Planet of the Apes level, but yeah, it's an ambitious storyline. So I had to ask. I think it looks really damn good. Uh, and then also the uh, Supergirl episode with uh, Mr. Mixix Pitalik. Nice. And uh, I thought it was fan- – it was my favorite episode of the season other than like the first two were great with Superman. But like since then, this has been my favorite episode of the season. I kept thinking to myself like I wish that this episode was two hours long because oh. all the stories in it were so good. That's my favorite villain, Superman villain ever yeah. for sure. And he's – He's great in this. I didn't get enough time with him. I wanted more. I wanted this episode to be a two-hour episode. I, it was that good because you had all these great storylines. And they left the Guardian out completely. Thank you. I, I Jimmy Olsen as the Guardian is the most boring thing <laughs> that they've done all fucking season. Every time I see the Guardian, I groan. And so he was completely left out of this episode. We got Wynn doing some interesting, interesting things, uh, and he's got like a new romance involved with this alien that he's talking about. You know, we got Monel and Kara's relationship moving forward, then moving backwards and hopefully moving forwards again because I, I like them two together. And then, of course, you know, her sister Alex and her relationship. I, everything in this episode was so good. Every bit of the story was so good. They, they gave us all the good stuff, man. It was, I mean, they left out the Guardian and that was fantastic. So <laughs> I, I've loved, uh, these two shows this season and, and Legends has been getting really good. I, I love the JSA and the Legion of Doom episode was fantastic. That's good. To they hear. had a George Lucas episode, which was, yeah. Yeah, they went back into the past and George Lucas was working on a, on a, on a movie and, uh, he got so freaked out that he decided not to do Star Wars. Oh shit. And, um, so it changed the futures for, you know, um, Brandon Routh's character. I'm, I'm blanking on names this episode, but, uh, it changed his character to where he didn't become like, you know, didn't invent the suit and, and all these other things. And so they That's had to go back awesome. and change the past of George Lucas and, and all these things. It was, it was, it was great, man. Old Adam. Yeah. I mean, this, this mixes, it mix, it kind of felt like a, like a superhero version of a quantum leap episode. It yeah, was, it yeah. was really, really, really good. Um, so yeah, the Adam, Ray Palmer. There you go. Uh, Humberto Gonzalez. Let's move on. Humberto Gonzalez of the rap, uh, on a live periscope, um, said that there will be 
a Green Lantern in Justice League, but it is not Hal Jordan, but a character with a funny-sounding name is what he said. So it's going to be a Green Lantern. I hope it's the squirrel. No, it ain't going to be the squirrel. <laughs> it's not going to be the squirrel. No. Uh, but a character with a funny-sounding name. So he's he's been saying this for two years now, right? Yeah. That a Green Lantern is going to show up in this movie. Yeah. What's he doing on Periscope saying it? It's crazy. I don't know. Just, you know, staying engaged with his audience. Yeah. You know, and, you know, probably somebody's asking him, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, <laughs> I guess the uh, heads have cooled over at, uh, between uh, Warner Brothers and Matt Reeves. Oh, yeah, we're getting into this. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about this. We're going to jump right into it. Um, and uh, I'm calling it a negotiation tactic. Uh, Matt Reeves. Uh, is back on as the director of the Batman. I think it was a negotiating tactic with uh, Warner Brothers. I mean, he has seen, you know, the problems with the, with Warner Brothers and, yeah. and the directors. Like even with David Ayer, I, I, if we get a, if we get an ultimate cut with this, mm-hmm. come on, are we going to get an ultimate cut with the Batman? Yes, hundred uh, percent. You don't think that that's a problem? Hundred fucking percent. Come on, come on. <laughs> we gotta get I, I, I know, I know the cynic wants to say a hundred percent, but Jake, part of this has to be that Matt Reeves wants to do his movie, right? Sure? Come on, yeah. come on. Right, you talk me down to a ninety-seven percent. I, I guess. I mean, I, I, the cynic in me wants to say, <laughs> yeah, there's going to be an ultimate cut. I got a feeling that if if it got to be too much bullshit, he'd be out. I don't think he'd try to do this. Well, I'll bend to your will, and then oh, I got an ultimate cut for you. I think he'd just bail. Uh, they can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. Mm. I, 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 I suppose. I mean, I, I, I'm saying like the guy's doing the movie now, and I would have to think. I mean, that, he, that he's seen the treatment of David Ayer. He's yeah. seen how this. He's seen it, and he doesn't want to be a part of that. You know. Well, let's take it, positive with what we got. Like, let's say we get the ultimate cut 100. percent Like, the ultimate cut works both ways. Like, if the movie's good in the first place, if it's great in the first place, then maybe it is cool. To it's see not the director's cut. It, you, 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 I'm saying you're cutting the legs of the director when you do that. Yeah, not always though. Like, there's circumstances, like Peter Jackson, for instance. Yeah, but it hasn't worked out. In my opinion, in the Warner Brothers, in, in Warner Brothers, with the directors that have been working on these DCEU movies, it's never been a good thing. No. It's always right. been the fact, like, oh, the movie bomb, let's give you some extra fucking uh, footage here, and we'll try to fill in all the bull... You know what I mean? We'll right. try We'll try to We're flesh out the... It. Yeah, you had problems with the story initially. We're going to try to fix it with this ultimate cut, and give you, give you all the stuff that was on the cutting room floor, and try to make it better. And then, like, you know, People watch it and they're like, "Oh, now I now it's better." I look, well, man, be super. Oh, it's suddenly good. It's, it's great now. You gotta watch the ultimate cut. It's even better now. It made the story better. You know, I did like Batman. I know, you're, you're, yeah, well, yeah. but I'm not saying that it should be that way. It makes you wonder what the fuck were they thinking, giving you the other shit in the first place? Right. Oh, thank right. God they gave me the other shit in the first first place. I didn't want to sit in there a half an hour longer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the length. I get it. I, it the thing, some is, of it's ridiculous, like getting to see Superman ass like really you gotta put that in a fucking film but <laughs> I but I mean, uh, hey, let's get a shot of uh, let's zoom in on the shot of uh, Superman's pooper here <laughs> right <laughs> All right, there you go ladies but the other but the other shit <laughs> like the stuff that they cut out that makes Buns some steel. <laughs> the shit that they cut out that explains some more of like Luther's plot and stuff that was a bit more important seeing actually Clark do some investigation oh, that sounds so fascinating why can't you just make the movie a fucking two hour, two hour, 20 minute movie. 
Titan a, good full Titan action. good the first yeah. right. I agree. Because there was shit that could have left out in that original cut. All the extra fucking Justice League wannabe bullshit. Yeah. That they could have put that stuff in and made that story better on its own without right. the extra crap. Ah, there's no fixing. There's it no still fixing. wouldn't have been great, but it, I thought it improved it. Nah, it did nothing for me. Nothing. Nothing for me. I mean, I mean this is something they got to definitely get away from. I mean, this has to end. That's what I'm saying. Like, like Jake, I get it. Like, yeah, okay, Warner Brothers, they burned us, you know, so many times in the past. Like, two times now with the, the, this ultimate cut thing. Yeah, you know I agree. The cynic in me is definitely saying, yeah, they're going to do it again. But, like, on the flip side, it's like I'm looking at – I'm trying to go – I'm trying – I want I want to believe. I want to believe that Matt Reeves would go into this and say, no, you want me? You, you're, you're not doing this. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, you want me? I, I'm going to give you my director's cut, and that's it. Right. And that's it. Yeah. Well, I can understand – Jake, I can understand d- deleted scenes. Yeah, I mean, do, I mean, when okay, you make a movie, you you film all these things, mm-hmm. and then by the time you watch the movie and you put it together, you're like, okay, you know what? We can take this out. It doesn't work with the pacing. Let's take this out. You know, have, all directors do it all the time. Right. And then of course you have your reshoots, you know. And then once you've taken everything out and you've put in your reshoot, reshoots, it doesn't mean that like, like you, you get this. Like this, by the by, the time it's over, you get this Frankenstein story that's you know incoherent. Right. Yeah. yeah. It should be just like okay, I, I you not, make the perfect movie. Yeah, it's going from it a takes. rough draft to a finished product. Boom, yeah. boom, and yeah. you've got, you've had test audiences watch it, right. and they, yeah. they didn't respond to this. They didn't like it. Okay, mm-hmm. let's take this out. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm wanting to believe that Warner Brothers. I, God damn it, Jake! I'm wanting to believe. You know, that Warner Brothers and, and Matt Reeves himself has more respect for himself as a right. director. Mm-hmm. Cause I've seen like, I loved Fury. Fury was fantastic. David Ayer was so fucking good yeah. directing that film. It was so stylized and so well done. And then we, I get Suicide Squad <laughs> and then I get a fucking ultimate cut of Suicide Squad. And I'm like, what in the fuck? Have you seen that yet? No, yeah, fuck I mean, that me, shit. Me yeah, anyway, you know, so, you know, I, 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 I want to see, I want to believe that Matt Reeves has seen the treatment of David Ayer and how David Ayer has had to react after the fact. And I want to believe that Matt Reeves has gone into this and said, yeah, you know, I'll do this, but I got some stipulations. And maybe- I want double the money. <laughs> I thought the same thing, too. I thought the same thing, too, that that wasn't part of it, that it was just, yeah, pull up to my house with with more money. Yeah. I, I want, you know, d- dump truck of money and give me more money. I, I think I, it would be control of the film that he would want. I want to believe, you know, I want to believe that it's that it's more control. That's I hope so. I, I hope so. Yeah, that's what I want. And I, you know what? And I'm probably wrong. I'm probably, we'll probably get an ultimate cut. But there's that part of me that just wants to believe that Matt Reeves, who I, I respect, you know, I think he's a fantastic director. He's done some great things. Did, did uh, Cloverfield, you know, did mm-hmm. uh, you know, did did a fantastic plan of the Apes movie? Yep. He's doing the next one coming out, which which has a lot of promise. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you'll get the best of both worlds. Maybe you'll get a good theatrical cut and an even better ultimate. cut. Yeah, I, I get. I, uh, no, fuck that. I, I just want. <laughs> I want a good theatrical cut. I just want that, and th- th- that's it. <laughs> I don't want. I don't like. I don't like this double dipping thing that that Warner Brothers is doing too. Yeah, it's you know? scandalous, right? For sure. Okay, guess what? You know what? It's going to come out. It's going to come out um, digitally first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you. 
you bought a digital. Oh, you definitely want to get the hard copy too, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I now they double dip there. Now now they're going to come out with like you know I don't know whatever the ultimate cut and all this other shit. It's like they know they're not making what they want on the front end, so they mm-hmm. got to try to get it back in those kind of sales. Yeah, I mean it's scandalous. Do they come out with the ultimate cut right away, or yes, do they immediately. okay immediately? Okay, for both Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman, okay. yeah. you could get it digitally, ultimate cut right yeah. away. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Another thing that uh, – it's good news, though. I mean, it's not bad news. Matt Reeves coming yeah, back. Yeah. It's good news, yeah, if anything. Yeah, for sure. It's good news. Um, it could be worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are we still recording? Hope so. Oh, yeah, yeah we're so. recording. Oh, thank Shit. God. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Ben Affleck, uh, he tweeted, welcome to the Batcave at Matt Reeves. And so this tweet speaks volumes as it, uh, it confirms that Ben is still planning on sticking around and playing Bruce Wayne. So yeah. everybody was kind of worried about that because in the official press release for Matt Reeves, Ben Affleck's name was nowhere to be mentioned. Yeah, probably sulking somewhere. So anyway, Matt Reeves himself uh, said in an official press release, I have loved the Batman story since I was a child. He is such an iconic and compelling character and one that resonates with me deeply. I am incredibly honored and excited to be working with Warner Brothers to bring an epic and emotional new take on the Cape Crusader to the big screen. Does this change anything with the story, though? Who's writing this motherfucker? Uh, Chris Terrio, probably still involved. Um, you know, I mean, he mm. did the rewrite. Okay. You know, um, is, I, it, the, that is a good question, though. Like, this, uh, is it going to be a, a rewrite? I mean... Oh, now wow. that is Joe Manganiello still Deathstroke? I mean, is that still a thing? Yeah, who who knows at this point? Yeah, I, he probably is. Though. Yeah, probably. We getting a Nightwing movie? Is this is this real? I heard about is that. Chris a McKay bit. Nightwing movie. The director the director that did the Lego movie. He's yeah. going to be taking over Nightwing. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that could be cool, but. Let's see how Batman plays out first, right? Right. Yeah, I know, I know. We're putting the cart before the horse. We got yeah. well, we got to see how Justice League plays out. You know, Aquaman, Flash. Aquaman. All that it just seems to be typical. Oh, I think Aquaman. That's just going to be amazing, right? Oh, it's going to be the best. It just seems to be typical to DC formula. It's like, hey, you got this. To look forward to. We got this coming. That's what they've been doing since the beginning. Yeah, Aquaman. I, Aquaman. Like I was saying earlier, it could just fucking give so much superhero fatigue. It could be the final straw. Like it could, <laughs> it could be the movie that doesn't make money and sucks. Yeah, it could be that biggie. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think it's going to be good. I don't. I don't see that destroying people's love for the Marvel flicks. Yeah, I, I could see it being superhero fatigue just across the board. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah possible. I don't see that. It could bury DC. Oh, what they got yeah. going on now? Yeah, I, I think it's only going to affect DC. I think Marvel's still going to go strong. Oh, that Aquaman movie sucked. <laughs> Fuck the uh, second part of the uh, Infinity War. Exactly. Okay, you, let, you let me down, Momoa. Exactly. exactly. I'm done. <laughs> done with these comic book movies. <laughs> that underwater character just fucking... He <laughs> lost my love for comic book movies. Yep, that guy on the seahorse ruined it all. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's... Uh, yeah, Nightwing movie could be cool. Depends on the casting. Could be cool. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Nightwing's going to save the Earth from uh, imminent doom. Oh, for sure. It's going to be end-of-the-world scenario. Only Nightwing alone can save us from fucking intergalactic species. Yes, (laughs) aliens are going to come down. Swirling masses of energy all over the place. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Thank God Nightwing is on the job. Yeah. <laughs> Him and his trusty baton. Yeah. Oh, the, the you know the Justice League, they're stuck in the Phantom Zone. <laughs> well, we got Nightwing. No, they're, not, they're actually not stuck in the Phantom Zone. It's actually never explained why they don't show up and help. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't. Right. They just don't. They're not there. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on and uh, let's move on into some Star Wars news. I loved our coverage of Nightwing. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't it's, know. It's Nightwing, yay! I like that. I like the the character's cool. Yeah. Is yeah. it, it going to be Dick Grayson? That's cool. yeah. It's Dick Grayson. Yeah, that's cool. I yeah. want to see it. Hopefully, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Star Wars news. Gods, what am I saying? You're supposed to. Listening to Pop Culture Leftovers Podcast. It's not true. That's impossible. I got a lot this week. All right. Uh, no, oh, yeah. Let, 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 fuck you. Why, why? You guys are ready to wrap up as soon as I hit record. No, not, not me. Don't yell at me. I'm yelling at him. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to get done. Yeah. Yeah, I did say you guys. Yeah, let me out. There you go. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you're not convincing me. You're not, neither one of you are. <laughs> Slackers. I'm, I was disappointed when you said not much Star Wars news. I was like, oh, dude, oh no, I thought, Roddy, I, I'm definitely ready to wrap up I, DC news. Every, I misheard that. I thought you said you had a lot. No, I don't have. Oh, a lot. fuck. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, there was more. There's more DC uh, Star Wars news out there. I just didn't have it. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to go over it. Nice cover up, Frank. No, I, I honestly did. Yeah, yeah, you're raring to go, raring to go. I've been in a drought. I need some Star Wars news. Okay. All right, Rogue One is rumored to be released on Blu-ray April fourth. So I'll be picking that up. Yeah, nice. Yep. I think it's March twenty second. Hey, you know what I don't understand about you, Jake? Is you like, hold on, hold on. Uh, maybe you can explain this. You know, you gave it a high taste, it right or initially? Yes. Yeah, and then you watched it five times. Yeah. <laughs> and then now you're gonna give it a Tupperware? Yeah. You're like, you go, come on. What's wrong with that? Yeah, yeah, no, no. And it's your it's your least it's your least favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> They're all Tupperwares to me, though. This fucked up. <laughs> Come on, I'm, yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> and nobody nobody calls him out on this stuff. Nobody, not one goddamn person says anything to him about it. Gives it a high taste. It watches it five times, <laughs> and then comes back and gives it a Tupperware. But it's his least favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> nobody <laughs> questions <laughs> it. Nobody questions it. Nobody nobody says anything. No, not one tweet. Not like, one tweet okay. like at two sheds. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. You just let you fucking assholes let shit slide all the time. Yeah. I say one thing and people are fucking jumping down my goddamn ass, <laughs> shitting down my goddamn neck. <laughs> I say one fucking thing and people jump down my ass. This guy, least favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Loved Attack of the Clones way more than fucking. Now, now you're gonna go. Now you're gonna be like, no, not way more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you're, brain, you're splitting hairs now. Fuck you, Jake. Oh, you know what? I don't. I don't. I'm get excited it. to see Rogue One more. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's not like high tasted, is it? I'm taking a dump on it, even in the first. No, place. no, 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 no. It's the fact that it was a high tasted. Then you watch it five times. <laughs> it took it took five times. Like, hold on. Like, I, after think, the, I think after the third time, third time, third time, it made it the Tupperware. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's correct. 
<laughs> it does it, is it, I don't know. I don't know. Is this making sense? Yeah, a little. I don't know. I was super, a little. The well, first, I watched the it first time. I, the first time I saw it, I was super distracted by the Tarkin CG stuff. Yeah, and just you know some of the wonkiness of it. Right. I was. The music was kind of disorienting. <laughs> disorienting. <laughs> yeah. Jake didn't know what movie he was in for a while. He's like, "What's going on here?" It's just Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh my god. Uh, what's going? On? Like oh, disorienting. Yeah, and then the second time, Jake stumbling like around the theater. <laughs> Like, am I in the right movie? <laughs> so is this Rogue One? <laughs> and there was no opening crawl. I was like, what the, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> so, but yeah, I just liked it a lot more the second and third time. Yeah. Wait, no, okay. All right. All right. I'm still not buying it. I don't like it. You don't think I liked it more? No, I don't. No, I just don't like it. Oh. I don't like. I don't like this whole thing of going it's a Star Wars, Star Wars movie. Up, so five times it's a Tupperware now, and then it's. But it's still my least favorite Star Wars movie. And, but they're all Tupperwares, Brian. Well, accept it. Accept it, Brian. You got. You got to think about what kind of meta, like meta you're working with here. How many times did you see Phantom Menace in the theater? Twenty one. I know. There we go. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's just. Five, but Phantom Menace was a Tupperware from the get go from you, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it didn't change. It didn't change. <laughs> I mean, you know, seventeen Tupperwares. You know, uh, twenty one. I thought it was seventeen times you saw it in the theater. I must be wrong. No, it's twenty one. Twenty one. So twenty one Tupperwares each time a Tupperware. But you know, you know, high tasted, high tasted. Oh, third time's charm. It's Tupperware now, Brian. I was, you know, it wasn't disorienting, and uh, Tarkin wasn't fucking with my head. And it's Tupperware now, but it's still my least favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> that could change. I, I that'll piss me off too. <laughs> <laughs> I got it's 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 so much to digest. I got I got to see it more and think about it more. More than five times. Got to watch Attack of the Clones again too. Yeah. Oh. Compare and contrast. Oh, I know. God. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever watch that one again. Uh, no, I'll have to. I'll have to while I show Katie. Yeah. All right, guys. The Han Solo <laughs> cast photo came out and, uh, and a release date of uh, May 25th, 2018. I yeah. think it was the 20th. May 25th, 2018 was the release date. I don't buy it. It's like two weeks away from that other Avengers movie. That shit ain't happening. That's mm. getting moved. Yeah. Yeah. Very, it could very well happen. But... Um, uh, not a lot of people are excited about this, I've noticed. The Han Solo movie? Yeah. Oh, I'm super bummed. Oh, me too. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, Han Solo movie. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, my God. I can't understand, like, the lack of people's excitement. I don't either. I don't get it. It's going to be so no, no, fucking no, no, no. fun. It's, it's, it's everybody like, I can't see anybody but Harrison Ford playing Han Solo. Yeah. I can't see anybody. He's my beloved character, <laughs> and I can't see anybody but Harrison Ford. I want Harrison Ford to take that character to the grave. And it's like, it's like, shut the fuck up. No, I don't mean that. Yeah. No, I don't mean shut the fuck. Actually, I do. Shut do. the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. Han Solo's like fucking James Bond. Let it, other people fucking play him and, and get over and it. Harrison Ford doesn't even fucking like love the character. He yeah. wanted the character dead. In, like every movie. in Empire, yeah. he wanted the character to die off in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't like. It's not a beloved character to him. He loves playing Indiana Jones. That's why he'll do five, six fucking Indiana Jones movies. Right. You know. And, you know. He's ready to do Indiana Jones. That's coming out in 2019. He cannot wait for that movie to come out. Yeah. He loves that character. 
he doesn't even care. He doesn't love this character. No, I mean, he embraced it. He embraced it this time the most he's ever embraced the character. Oh yeah, they gave him what he finally wanted. Yeah. But then you got these fans out there. I can't see anybody but Harrison Ford playing uh, Han Solo. See, oh, there's man. a story to be told there for a young Han. You don't get that. You got Luke's story because you see him from the get go. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Han just, just kind of comes. I want to smack the these people. Oh, you don't. You don't like fun. <laughs> Dude, my my. Oh, you don't you don't want to see fun. You don't want to see more of that. I know. My hopes couldn't be fucking higher, dude. I, I feel like this could be the greatest popcorn movie of all time. I do too, dude. I mean, this the is the greatest popcorn movie of all time. Got, and this does not need to be one of those issues mm. where he's saving the fucking world or the mm. galaxy. This is perfect for that oh, one-off yeah. story of him dealing with yeah. his own shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Oh, the team behind this just has me so Phil fucking Lord, excited. Chris Miller. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, it's so good. You know, Donald Glover coming in there playing Lando. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. We got Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not excited to see Chewbacca? Come on, I'm, people. I'm excited for Woody Harrelson. Woody yeah. Harrelson. He's got a lot of naysayers too. Tandy but... Newton. Yeah. Bring it, man. This is, this is going to be fantastic. This is, it's, yeah. it's a Star Wars movie. Alden Ehrenreich, did he not look good? Oh, he looked great. Yeah, this is going to be a fucking romp. This uh, is going to be oh, so much fun. Oh, uh, and, yeah. you, everybody, Daenerys. everybody, I'm calling it now. Everybody that's worried about this movie that can't see anybody but Harrison Ford being Hansel, you're going to be eating crow. You're going to be loving this movie. Yeah, there's yeah. going to be some people that don't like it. I mean, you've got your, you've got your fucking detractors for The Force Awakens. They're out there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're going to hear that. But I think the majority of the people are going to watch this movie and they're gonna love it and they're gonna eat crow and they're gonna love it yeah i i completely agree i can't even argue this yeah uh, how solo movie I, i'm so fucking pumped for me too me too me too these guys don't leave the flash movie just to do fucking some bullshit han solo movie right no no right. It's, it's lawrence kasdan's final script yes. he's writing it with his son yes so this movie's gonna be amazing yeah it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be amazing and i can't wait and i hope it does kick off a trilogy I hope it does kick off a trilogy of Han Solo films. Oh, I, I would love that. Yeah, cool. I think it has. That's what they're hoping it's for. It's the recipe for that with this yeah. cast. Yeah, yeah, completely the recipe of that with this cast. And I hope you know. I love Amelia Clark. I want. I mean, I didn't like her in the Terminator movie, though. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I want to see her kind of like turn it around. In the, I know she's great in Game of Thrones, but yeah. I want to see her turn it around cinematically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she, I mean, she could possibly just be like a Bond villain type character too. You never know. Where she's just in it for this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone else next movie. But I want to see her good. I want to oh, yeah. see, oh, yeah. see her do it. Yeah. I want to see it be re- really good. There's going to be a love interest. Is it going to be her or is it going to be Tandy Newton? It could be both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think Han's going to be quite the player. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine more than one love interest. J.J. Abrams was interviewed by Fox News and said that he's read the script for the Han Solo film. And here's his quote. I can tell you it is an amazing script and the cast is obviously extraordinary. Now, of course, like, you know, he's been part of the disney family he's not going to be like i can tell you i read the script it is shit (laughs) oh my god and plus him and casting are like best buddies and shit sure yeah but um you know i just i just wanted to throw that out there for those i I love that shit too like for those people that read those quotes yeah and like that little well, J.J. Abrams wouldn't lie to us, you know? Like, uh, I always if, laugh about Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Every Marvel yes. movie that comes out in su- succession. Well, and James Gunn says yeah. Ant-Man is the greatest Marvel film I've ever seen. James Gunn does it, too. <laughs> yeah. does it, too. Yeah. It's like every one better than the last. I'm just reading that for the people that, that if you need that J.J. Abrams endorsement for this film. The idiot <laughs> There disclaimer. you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You got it now. <laughs> 
no, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Thank you, JJ. You know, I was like, yeah. All right. There's people out there. They need yeah. to hear that shit. They believe everything everybody says. JJ read it, and he said he was shocked that it wasn't that good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, new Star Wars novel, Aftermath, Empire's End. It confirms Chewbacca. This is canon. It confirms Chewbacca. <laughs> this is the same book that made Jar Jar miserable, right? I think so. <laughs> it, it, it confirms that Chewbacca is a father. And has a son, Lumpawaru. That's his son's name. Lumpo. Lumpawaru. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. So, I'm, didn't they say, like, back in the 90s that, like, didn't they say something about the Star Wars holiday special not being canon? Oh, yeah. I heard so- something about this tying yeah. into the holiday special in some way. Mm. That's crazy. But it's not canon. It's not canon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I finally it, watched that steaming pile of shit. It oh, was it's horrible. horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. The worst. It's, it's, it's hard to watch. It's like, it is. It's like waterboarding. It's yeah. It's twisted. It's <laughs> fucking weird. Oh, yeah. Well, B. Arthur in that, right? <laughs> it's so long and drawn out. Yeah. Like for no reason. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Like the first like 20 minutes is just them going. It's just like, you know, random. And there's no subtitles. Yeah. None. No. You don't know what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> you have no clue. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And then they put like that, that VR device on that one guy and he's like masturbating to that <laughs> woman dancing. You're just like, what is going on here? Uh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. YouTuber Mike Zero recently talked about how uh, Wikiwan.com had a character name up for Benicio Del Toro in Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. And it was Vikram Fett. It was taken down and now says to be announced. So people are speculating that he is playing the son of Boba Fett. Uh, this site is not a Disney official site, and I think it's 100% bullshit. Yeah, it smells of it. Yeah. It smells of mm-hmm. it. I think he's Ezra. <laughs> oh, God. Do we not... need that? Isn't that a little bit hokey to continue the Fett legacy? Yeah. So just like right. ham-fisted like that? I think he's a new character. Yeah. Right? right? Come on now. Yeah. Not everything has to be like holding hands in the Star Wars movies. Right. Yeah. Not a fan of... That's all the Star Wars news I got this week. Are we going to knock out uh, emails? Is that ever going to happen? Uh, fuck emails. It's open to gift. Oh yeah, we got a gift. We got a, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, do they want us to open this this episode? Who's they? I don't know. Whoever sent it, because I, I know Basil was talking about sending something. Oh like, yeah, that was way back. I yeah, remember. I don't know if this is like what he sent. I mean, are we opening this? Yeah, do it. Sure, sure. do it. I mean, nobody gave me ex- explicit instructions not to open it. Right. Is there a, you want me to periscope? Oh no, I don't want to be on tape. I don't want to be on. I don't. No, All right. I don't like that. Okay. That's you, you fucking vain son of a bitch. <laughs> well, look at me. And I don't like that. You fucking assholes with your <laughs> selfies and your... Look, look I, I don't get on Periscope. I like to see the replies. It's, I don't It's no. more than that than the vanity for me. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, you can do... Hey, you, if you want to Periscope yourself and you want to you open this thing and you want to Periscope, I just don't want it on me. Okay. I don't like it. Don't worry about it. All right. Fuck it. It ain't that big of a deal. Alright, is there a note in here? I don't know, I can't see anything. I'm gonna read the note. Alright, here we go, what is this? Uh, hey guys, uh, this is from uh, Bernie Ortiz. Uh, hey guys, just wanted to send a care package. I know Brian hates Funko Pops, but maybe the rock candy line of Funko might change his mind. Uh, Jake, enjoy, uh, oh, so hold on, yeah. 
I'll read this afterwards. I guess he's naming off the gifts here. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I'll uh, pull them out, and then I'll see, like, uh, what gift goes to who. Um, we got a... Uh, oh, this is mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a Supergirl. It's a uh, rock... What is this? Rock candy line of Funko. Yeah, those are really cool. Uh, of course you would say that, Jake. <laughs> I, I would expect no different from you. Like, God, Funko could fucking package uh, somebody, like, human feces. And you would be like, yeah, man, that's that's cool. They shape it into a uh, feces emoji. It's, no, it's, a, it's a really neat line. It's it's an all-female line with all the heroes from Marvel and DC. Listen to you being all serious and shit. No, uh, yeah, no, it is cool. They got, uh, this is Supergirl. I, anything Supergirl I love. Like, you know, I don't know. Don't give me the Funko Pop version, but this is different. This looks completely different. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have a huge head. It's more proportionate. That's cool. Yeah. yeah it's nice. Yeah. It's I like this. Animated. It almost yeah. looks like the uh, the animated series stuff. Like yeah. The, uh, it's not that same cutesy, chubby head. The old Bruce Timm stuff. Oh, they got the – I mean, a lot of these – I mean, a lot of these are cool on the back. They've got a couple Wonder Woman – yeah. They got the Batman v Superman one. They've got your classic. They've got the Harley Quinn, and they don't have her dressed like a skank. Oh. <laughs> so they've got her in like the jester outfit. They've got uh, Batgirl. But I, I love this. This is great. Anything Supergirl. This is fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's great. I love that. I will display that at home. I'll probably beat off to it. <laughs> will you take it out of the box? Huh? Out of the box? Nah, I'm not an out of the box kind of guy. Yeah, me neither. I don't like dust getting on shit. Me know. neither. Uh, let's see here. Frank. Yeah. You got yourself an 11th Doctor. Funko Pop. Oh, neat. Cool. Yeah. Nice. I need one of him. When, who's that? Who plays him? Matt Smith. Oh, that's the Matt Smith one? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, no. Let me see the... Yeah. Oh, they have a TARDIS pop. That's cool. <gasps> oh, I might need that. Oh, the Dalek pop is cool, too. I love the Daleks in the uh, Lego Batman movie. I'm guessing this is for Jake. It's a, it's a Dorbs. Oh, it's nice. A Stanley Dorbs. <laughs> nice. Nice. And uh, let's see here. Jake, enjoy the... What is this? Open that up. This is for you. Oh, Nice. Let everybody know what it is. This is this is this is like the worst thing like about podcasting when you're like opening shit. Yeah, you know, like trying to describe just trying to describe what you get, and people don't give a shit. They're, no, they're not no. getting anything. You're not getting anything out of this. Uh-huh. That's, well, what, that's uh, what made me think of the Periscope. I, I, yeah, I don't fuck those people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice! It's a Penelope pit stop door brides. That is sweet. Oh my god! Thank you so much. Wow, yeah, yeah, you just turned my co-host into a nine-year-old girl. Thanks a lot, Bert. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jake. Oh, yeah, from the did old... Did you, no, did your balls just, just, did they just get sucked up into your body? Oh, man, I love all this old Hanna-Barbera merchandise getting, getting love now. Yeah. From all the dwarves and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. I get Yogi Bear and Huckleberry Hound and Penelope Pit Stop and all that shit. Oh, oh man, I remember I, her. I love it. Yeah, that's a, that's a... Bitchin' gift there, Jake. Yeah, that is fucking sweet. Yeah, it's huge. Wow. I just when I pulled it out, I got hit with like a shot of estrogen myself. So. <laughs> nice. yeah. yeah, thank you so oh much, Bertie. Shit, man. I think I just became a woman, guys. I, <laughs> does anybody have a sanitary napkin? I can. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, sorry, dude. I don't have any experience in that. <laughs> I'm just saying. No. <laughs> well. <laughs> I would beg to differ. Uh, I'm fucking with you. Uh, you know, thank you so much, man. This yeah, is really amazing. cool. Yeah, no, cool. look great. at me, look at me giving you shit, and I got a fucking Supergirl. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I'm, awesome. I'm just having fun with it. But no, thank you. That was very awesome. Awesome, good. 
Thanks, Bernie. Yeah, thanks, I, I don't even think I've ever talked to Bernie. Yeah, really? No, never. Oh, awesome. wow. Can I see the note? Yeah, go for it. Sweet. All right, what do we got? I, I do want to knock out some fucking emails. Let's take a break. All right, yeah, I'm excited to be back. Yay! That was a so- solid break. <laughs> solid, <laughs> solid break. <laughs> Very much so. All right, uh, we're gonna move it. We're gonna, we're gonna we are gonna read some emails this week. I'm gonna yeah. knock out a few. All right, uh, here we go. Emails. I haven't heard that theme song in a while. It's pretty funny. <laughs> There's a theme song we just listened to. Well, after knowing Jared, it's it's he's like overlapped all right. over himself on that. It's yeah. really it's really yeah. funny if you listen closely. Uh, let's see here. Uh, first email comes from uh, Jonathan Counts. It's titled uh, "Your Number One Gay Fan," and it's uh, "Hey, leftovers and hammer." No dot dot dots. How goes it? Ooh. Yes, it's your number one gay fan here, Jonathan Counts. Hold for applause. Uh, and for the pleasure of that one listener whose name I can't remember, uh, I've been listening since episode number Go Eat a Dick, but for real, it's hard to pinpoint at what episode I started listening. I got bored uh, of what was on my iPod early in 2016, and upon a good friend's recommendation, decided to download an episode of PCL. I've since gone back and listened to all the episodes since number 65. I've never listened to a podcast before. And I'm one of those rare unicorns that have never listened to another one after. And I know you've run across virgins like me since your initial search, but I still want the attention. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I've been meaning to email for a long time. But like getting a tattoo, another thing which I have never done, but I always wanted to, I couldn't decide exactly how I wanted to do it. So instead of overthinking too much, I'm just going to ask... If you could fuck any superhero or villain outside of your own sexual preference, who would it be and why? Uh, the answer can be based on a specific actor who played the part or a character in general. Uh, I'll go first. Not only is Batman Returns my favorite Batman movie, but Pfeiffer's Catwoman is by far my pick. I remember when it came out, I was only nine, but I wanted to fuck the shit out of her. No, that they doesn't say that. That'd be weird. Nine, nine. Uh, but I definitely had the sh- the hots for this pussy cat. Uh, first of all, the costume. Pfeiffer looked hotter with her whole body covered than Barry did, uh, with half her shit showing. Secondly, the acting and attitude were irresistible. So sexy, uh, dark, funny, and badass at the same time. Her transformation. I don't know about you, Miss Kitty, but I feel so much yummier. When she put that burn in her mouth and when she licked Batman on the roof, oh, and that voice and claws and whip, perfect. Uh, <laughs> what's your guys' choices? So if you guys could uh, fuck any, uh, I know who Frank's going to say. Yeah. Superhero or villain, I know who you're going to say. Well, I mean, I, I guess you could count him as a superhero, yeah. but it's going to be ten. Oh, I, I knew. Tenant, yeah. Yeah. 
It's not so much that I'd want to fuck him, but I'd like want to cuddle and listen to him do read Shakespeare to me. No, come on. He says he, he says it, he's still my pick. He said if you could fuck, and it's not about cuddling and and uh, and, and, and all that shit. No, Frank. No, you're he's still my pick. You are fucking raw dog in the sun. <laughs> all right, all right. That's happening. We'd have to cross swords because I'd want to look him in the face. Yeah. Okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Jake, I don't know. I'm, I'm still thinking. It's a tough one, isn't it? That is a tough question. That's yeah. a that's a tough on the spot question. Yeah. Uh, Jeez, how are you doing? Superhero or villain outside of your own sexual preference? Let me think here. That's a tough one. You know, I've had this email for a while, and I should <laughs> should have been thinking about it. Um, nothing, Jake. <sighs> Nothing's coming to mind. All right. Frank's over there fucking Doctor Who. Yeah. I feel so committed once I say, like, one one character. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's like an end-all, be-all. Yeah. <laughs> I've never made that decision. I know who it's going to be. Who's that? Uh, Tom Hiddleston is Loki. I'm going to be, oh, you like tricks? You're going to turn one, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right? You're going to be turning tricks for me. I can see that. Yeah. So me and, uh, me and Hiddleston, I'll be hitting it a ton. <laughs> yeah. that didn't work I, got it, I think I'd go Tobey Maguire Spider-Man oh is really he, he's gonna be crying the whole time <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely oh my gosh Tobey Maguire Tobey Maguire I don't think Spider-Man. I could fuck a dude named Tobey I'll pretend his name's Peter that's better that works that works <laughs> <laughs> you know that's great what a great email yeah I, you know, cool. yeah, yeah yeah tom's a handsome man i feel good about myself yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he was yeah. taylor swift and shit for a moment yeah yeah that's true tenant's got amazing hair uh he goes uh, uh brian p.s brian i remember your admiration for gone with the wind so if you need a date for when it plays at willow knowles this month let me know no homo i'm really pumped to see it on the big screen yeah that's coming gone but you know what that's the reason i didn't go with you is because you put no homo if i'm gonna go to this fucking movie <laughs> you know <laughs> you, you, you better go fucking loki on me that's not you haven't seen it already exactly i've seen it yeah <laughs> that's a long movie if i you know i mean at least by the end of it at least you know something give me something Jeez. yeah give, you know gosh Cut a hole in the bottom yeah. of your popcorn bucket. <laughs> even 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 Loki's giving you know <laughs> something. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Oh, what do we what do we got here? Uh, Chris Brown uh, from Montreal. Hey, leftovers. Uh, it's Chris Brown here. Hoping you all had a great holiday season <laughs> and and all the best in 2000. You can tell how old these are. Uh, now on to the content. I just listened to your annual Tuppies and Brian. I just got to say you really sold me on the movie Moonlight. I'm really going to hunt this down and watch it. I'm in Canada, and to be honest, I've heard nothing of it other than all the praise you give. I just love movies that focus on a character and their journey in their life through their trials and tribulations, i.e. Boyhood, and Benny and June. I know that's old as fuck, but I, lo- I love that Johnny yeah, Depp movie. Yeah, Benny and June is great. Oh, it's such a good movie. Who's the Who's the female in that? I can't remember. Uh, it's Johnny Depp. Oh, it's going to drive you crazy. Yeah. It's not Winona Ryder? No, 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 no. I'm wanting to say like Ali Sheedy, but it's not Ali Sheedy. Oh, crap. Uh, he also goes on to say Silver Linings Playbook and so on. So thanks for your recommendation. And just one last thing in the Tuppies pod. When Frank gave his best uh, movie. Mary Stewart Masterson. Mary Stewart Masterson, yeah. Uh, when Frank gave his best movie of the year and said Civil War mm-hmm. and you and Jake went off on him, you guys had me laughing out loud at work <laughs> and had tears in my eyes. Uh, PCL really <laughs> is the people's podcast, and I listen to you weekly and all other PCL casts as well. Tell old man Shooty there are people listening, even though he gets no emails. 
P.S. is Jay dead? Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Where can I send flowers? <laughs> Does it really say that? Yes. Uh, fucking miss that guy, but I don't know him, motherfucker. Uh, keep on keeping on Chris Brown from Montreal. J- Jay would fuck his own dead body. I've always wondered that. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Jay is not dead. I actually, I, I actually just texted him a few days ago. So uh, he, he's. Uh, I'm hoping he'll come back one day. You know, but uh, you know, we always hold out hope that he'll come back. But he's got a lot going on right now. He's really busy. Yeah. You know, very busy at work and things like that. So we hope that he comes back. Yeah, um, for sure. It's no like Hellboy three shit. There's a chance for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jim Reed. Uh, Hello, is what Jim Reed puts. Uh, you're about to read a long-ass email, oh or you're not. I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me introduce myself. Jim Reed here. Okay, that's over. Let me tell you why I'm cool. Back in 96, oh, yeah, this guy is plugging his own podcast. That's what this is about. Oh, no. Yeah. No, he, he listens to us. Yeah, it's, it's a shameless plug. Here we go. Uh, back in 96, I started work. You know what? Like, honestly, people, you, you, like, you can just tell me, like, you know, you just send me an email saying, hey, I do this podcast. Will you plug it on your show? I'll do it. I'll give a <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? If people, if, if, if you're going to steal away listeners from me, that's fine. Uh, you know, that's, I don't give a shit. Yeah. See ya. Take them. Good riddance. <laughs> we don't, you know? So I, uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, back in 96, I started working for a podcast video channel called The Dice Tower. I left there in 2000 and started my own board gaming podcast called Not Just Another Gaming Podcast. We went for 69 episodes and, and Frank, you gotta laugh. She said yeah. 69. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Hilarious. Uh, we went for 69 episodes and ended last November. We also started talking a lot of pop culture and geek stuff other than board games and role playing games. In November, however, I launched a new podcast network called what the geek productions www.whatthegeekpodcast.com yeah he's plugging away uh on this network i host four shows uh the what the geek podcast our flagship show where we talk geek and pop culture stuff plus news and reviews from movies tv comics gaming etc that doesn't sound what's that podcast called again brian it's called (laughs) what the geek podcast um where we talk about pop culture stuff um (laughs) Big and Little Meeple is a board game only show where my 12 year old daughter hosts and we talk more family friendly games. The top five podcast is just that a show where we do top five lists of anything and everything. And finally, we still do. I wonder if they did a uh, top five of uh, uh, superheroes and villains they would fuck outside of <laughs> I was just wondering that. sexual preference. <laughs> You know, you should let him know. Right, that's a good one. Twelve year old's not on that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, she hosts that one, and uh, no, that's a horrible thing to say. Uh, he's regretting sending the scene. <laughs> what did he think that he was? Just, I was just going to plug his show and end it. No, it passed, I'm going to insert some uh, very insensitive jokes. <laughs> um, yeah, top five uh, board game leftovers. That's right. You're probably thinking, "What a complete ass!" Right now, he's got a he's got a fucking show called Board Game Leftovers. Yeah, let's. Um, I'm calling my lawyer right now. Yeah, copyright. <laughs> what, what, well, I wonder what the rating system is. Like, throw it away, <laughs> eat it, <laughs> uh, save it for later. <laughs> Saran wrap it. That's the rating system. Yeah, Saran wrap party. <laughs> Yes, yeah, it's, it's a rental trap party. Uh, well, a few things. There's just a, uh, there's another show called Board Game Breakfast, and, and also an offset called Board Game Blender, and uh, they're kind of elitist jerks. So I thought a name that had something to do with food would be funny. Uh, we also used to be on a network of shows, but got kicked out for being too non-family friendly. 
I think we said that's what she said too many times. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. You should be on that one. He didn't endear himself to you there. God. Uh, you know, not at all. <laughs> so we were kind of like the show you listened to when you had nothing else left. I, I also developed a sort of like yours review system, but it doesn't have anything to do with Tupperware. Uh, we also started a James Bond board award for board games we really like. Wow, you guys are doing a lot of shit here. Um, on top of that, I had been listening to your show for about six months and just loving it. It was so refreshing from the wholesome butt-kissing shows I had been listening to. So I wanted you to know that the one podcast name is reflective of making fun of someone feeling left out and giving homage to a show that inspired me to start fresh. Thanks for getting this far. I've never even made it this far with Jake's mom. I don't even know what that's supposed to whoa, mean. Whoa, hey. Yeah. Whoa, back off there, chief. Yeah, buddy, hey. What the fuck was that all about? I don't know. Uh, I also loved your Westworld. It goes back to that fucking, that's what she said, mom jokes. They just yeah. don't land. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, that was horrible. Uh, I also loved your Westworld cast and look forward to your to your Legion one. Uh, love you guys, Jim Reed. Uh, he signs it, What the Geek Productions. Had hey, be, what the geek. Hey, what the geek. What, what, the, what, the, what the fucking geek. <laughs> what the fucking geek. <laughs> <laughs> what is that thrown out of my daily life? So he says something. Like, what the geek? What the geek? What the geek? Jay Poke. What the geek? Uh, Jay Poke sends us an email. Hey guys, I, I don't know if you remember me. It's been quite a while since I've written in. No, we, we read his email last week. That was a, <laughs> the X Men one. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, this is an older one. I don't know if you guys remember me. It's been quite a while since I've written in. But I definitely want to get your opinion on a possible plot line for episode eight. Oh no! Fuck me. <laughs> 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 the emails this week are just fire. <laughs> uh, so in his Larry King interview, Adam Driver was asked if Kylo would still be alive at the end of episode eight. And his answer was, depends on your, de- yeah, it depends on your definition of living. This really got me excited because I think we could see a plot line towards the end of the film where Luke is getting through to Kylo and has him on the verge of returning to the light when out of nowhere – then attacks Kylo because he's still out for revenge <laughs> for what happened in episode seven. So Finn attacks. Yeah, get him, Finn. <laughs> Finn. I'm sorry, I got too excited there. <laughs> Go, Finn. Come I, on. I didn't mean to interrupt. Hold you. on. I gotta find out what happens to Finn, yeah. dude. So yeah. Finn attacks Kylo. It injured him very badly. Bad enough that Kylo has to be given cybernetic body parts to save his oh, life. Fuck me. <laughs> 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 this is like Days of Our Lives meets Star Wars. <laughs> when he regains consciousness and realizes what has happened, he is pushed fully to the dark side. And we see a scene of him realizing he has become Vader in every way. He has become his grandfather. Dun, dun, That's it. Uh, That's oh it. God. That's it. That's the movie. If it's anything but that, I hate it. This is just my shot in the dark based on that cryptic quote from Adam Driver. So I'd love to hear your feelings on this idea. <laughs> wow, what quote? Dude, he's on it. This is going to happen. Yeah, it's magic. <laughs> you, if this isn't what it is, then we need reshoots. Yeah, reshoots for episode <laughs> eight. Demand reshoots. Jay Poke, man. Dude, I don't know. Uh, Jay Poke, my next, uh, my, my next assignment for you is to tell me what happens in Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, based on one Robert Downey Jr. quote. Yes, exactly. I want you to, <laughs> I want you to seek out a quote from anybody. It could even be Anthony Mackie. Ooh. Yeah, I, what does Falcon have to say I about Avengers? Check Aven- his answering machine. Yes. So any quote that is out there, I want to know what your speculation is for Avengers Infinity War. So send that email as soon as possible. (laughs) These are great. These are great. Uh, Connor, high leftovers, dot, 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 and possibly Frank. 
I've been intrigued by all of your possible Ray theories and love to hear you guys speculate. Wanting to find out more, I dived deep into the inner bowls, bowels? I think he meant to put bowels. Bowels of the internet and found a lot of crap, some gold. One well done theory video that I found, I will attach the link to, had some interesting theories about Ray being a Kenobi. The theory that I found most interesting was that during Ray's vision, during The Force Awakens, Kylo was having the exact same vision with Ray. Kylo had this vision brought on because he had secured Obi-Wan's lightsaber. And when he touched it, he began to have the Force... What is he talking about? I don't know. He had the exact same vision? He was talking about the the island, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I don't. When he was pulling, extracting information out of her head, right? Yeah. 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 I see an island, that thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he saw this vision. Yeah. I think it was Ray exclusive. Yeah. It was a Ray exclusive. It was. I think, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> he had a, a variant vision. He did. He, did. He, right. he had the FAO Schwartz variant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Walgreens. <laughs> Ray had the Walgreens exclusive. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> anyway, what's he talking about? Um, anyway. Yeah, Kylo had this vision brought on because he had secured Obi-Wan's lightsaber. And uh, when he touched it, began to have the force vision that Ray had when she touched Anakin's lightsaber. Mm. There's a lot, of, a lot of phallic mm. symbolism lots of, here. Lots of touching. Yeah, yeah, a lot of. It sounds like, you know, she's touching. Touching each other's dicks here. Yeah. Phallic symbolism. However, just Kylo masked, uh, however, just like Kylo was masked in the vision, Ray was masked as well in her scavenger gear. So Kylo did not recognize her. That's why when she force pulls a lightsaber from the snow to her hand, Kylo says, it is you, meaning the girl from his force vision. It's a really cool theory. Yeah, dude, throw, throw that last shit you read out. This is, this is the new hotness here. This is episode eight. <laughs> like uh, like what theory? The last the last email about how that was going to go. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I think it's a combo. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, I never even, like, grasped that much. Dude, total combo. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. All right. Jeez. You're, you're thinking grand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it is a really cool theory, if true, and the rest of the video has a lot of neat facts and information. Thank you so much for everything that you all do. I know that the podcast means so much to me and helps me get through a tough day by always making me laugh. He is not laughing at this. <laughs> uh, the fact that you guys take time out of your busy schedules to record and upload this each week is amazing. Keep doing what you guys do best. Uh, your clean mouth listener, Connor. I like Connor. Connor's a good dude. Yeah, Connor's a good dude. I don't know. Um, the, the, the part that I'm having a problem with this whole thing is like Kylo having the exact same vision. Yeah, yeah. Brought yeah. on. I, I don't know if he. That's where did, he lost me. Did he get the same vision? I don't think so. I never got that from this. Is no, it, or is it just his theory that he got that? I think it's his theory. That must be his theory. But I don't think that's what happened. All right. All right, uh, Clayton Gleski. Uh, hey, leftovers and uh, left out Frank. I uh, just saw P- Patriots Day. I almost said Potatoes Day. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> the sequel to Sausage Party. <laughs> just saw Potatoes Day. Potatoes Day. Yeah, starring no Patriots Day with Mark Wahlberg. I'm from Massachusetts and remember the day of the bombing and couldn't believe what I saw on the news. Truly scary day. I just thought I'd say I would recommend this movie to any of you. Thanks again, your loyal listener, Clayton. Uh, thanks, Clayton Gillespie. Thank you, Clayton. Yeah, nice yep. email. Yeah, short nice and sweet. short. Short to the nice point. Short. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if in Patriots Day? Yeah. <laughs> Kylo Ren? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god! All, yeah, no, no. I I, I want to see the movie. I I I don't know. I'm kind of like weird on Mike Wahlberg. Yeah. Anymore? Yeah. Who is it? You know, like he's made some great shit. Yeah. But oh, like yeah. he had he had Departed. the Departed. Yeah, the Departed was great. Departed. I mean, yeah. And I loved uh, Boogie Nights. Oh, yeah. Boogie Nights is one of my favorites. Me too. You know, the oil rig movie kind of like ridiculous. Deepwater Horizon. You know, he lost a little bit of – I love Ted 1. I don't care what anybody says. I love Ted. I thought Ted – Ted 2 is awful in my opinion mm-hmm. though. Yeah. And um, then he was in those Transformers movies. Ah, uh, the, the one. He's going to oh, be in the one. next one. Yeah. yeah. Troy Painter. Hi, Brian. Uh, no recognition for you guys at all. Yeah, fuck you, Troy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my name is Troy Painter and I'm a huge PCL fan from Galesburg, Illinois. Close. Wow, yeah. yeah close oh, enough for 40, me to find 40, you. 40 minutes away, right? <laughs> yep. I love the show and listen to it every week. I was wondering if you could take a look at the internet comic below. I am a U.S. Army veteran, and while I was serving overseas, I met good friend Arnie Cooper. I had always loved to write short fiction, and it turned out Arnie is a great artist. We have remained friends for many years. When I left the Army, I came home to Illinois, and Arnie returned to Oklahoma, but that didn't stop us from collaborating on a comic. I know you just must get a ton of solicitations to review things. Yeah, we just got What the Geek Productions. Yeah, What the yeah. Geek. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what the Geek. Now we got to plug a comic. Yeah, now we're plugging comics. Geek. Jesus. Uh, so I totally understand if you don't have time. Uh, either way, I love The Leftovers and will continue to listen. P.S. Tell Frank that his pick for movie of the year was bullshit. <laughs> Thanks, Troy Painter. We did, Troy. Uh, we did. Uh, I warmed up to Troy by the end of that. If you want to check out the comic, it's uh, The Androsian po- Prophecy. It's a fantasy adventure webcomic. It's uh, uh, A-N-D-R-O-S-S-I-A-N prophecy.com. I went there and uh, a lot of nudity, a lot of uh, little – some ladies getting it on, some uh, some nudity, some boobies. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, some nudity. So, yeah, that will get you some traffic. we got a lot of <laughs> fucking perverts to listen to this thing. Yeah, tweet Guarantee me a link you. to this, Troy. Guarantee you. Yeah. I just <laughs> just – just type in that web address. Yeah. I'll forget by tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, let's see here. We're almost done. We, I swear we're almost done. We're just <laughs> blazing through these. Finn Deets Creek. Hey, Leftovers. I've been uh, having a ton of fun doing more of the Lego Leftovers series. Have you, you seen any of that? I haven't. It's pretty funny. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying them. Uh, so, episode, what, what, what's he been doing? On Instagram, he's been doing, like, comic adventures with the Lego Leftovers with Lego Me and Lego You and yeah. Lego Frank. Mm-hmm. What, what are we doing? It's pretty funny. Just, like, you know, basic stuff. Beating Frank up and... Some of it's different shit out of different like episodes. That. Let's see if I can try to find it. I ask you, like, what we're doing, and you're not selling me. You're, like, basic stuff. Yeah, beating Frank up, you uh, know. Okay. Com- comic adventures. Yeah. It's pretty funny stuff. All right. Sounds hilarious. Yeah. Thanks, Jake. You sold me. <laughs> no yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, so episode two of Riverdale premiered last night, and I don't know. I love this show so much. Uh, I have read very few Archie comics before watching the show, only Afterlife with Archie and Mark Wade's new series, so I barely have any of the knowledge of this universe, but for some reason, Riverdale has been all I can think about this last week and a half. I really like the actress who plays Betty. I think she and Veronica's chemistry is great. I really like how we got more Jughead in the second episode. His character seems more layered in this show than any incarnation I've read. Overall, a Tupperware. Have a great week, Leftovers. You guys rock off my socks with love for Jay Finn. I'm, I'm, I just watched the latest episode, man. I think we're four episodes in. I love it. Oh, it's so fucking good. 
I'm behind. Kelly likes it, but I can't get on board with it. I'm going to give it one more episode myself, which would be the third one, but I just, I don't know. I way prefer the Mark Wade comic. Yeah, shut up. This just Frank. has to do it for yeah, me. Yeah, I like it a lot, too. I love it. Love it. I'm all caught up. I watched, uh, you know, I usually watch them on the weekends. I know they come out on Thursdays. I don't really get a chance to watch them live, but, man, they're fantastic. So good. Sage Kelly, uh, I haven't emailed in a while, but I just really wanted to say that I don't miss an episode. Thank you guys for getting me through some super tough times recently. Really, you guys are important to so many people. Why? I couldn't fucking tell you. <laughs> anyway, to keep this short, I'm here to shamelessly plug my podcast. It's called The Cover 2 Podcast, and it's on both iTunes and SoundCloud. It's an NFL podcast with no holds barred. Yeah, I plugged myself. Sorry. Keep up the good work. I have no problem. I have no problem plugging Kelly. Yeah. Wow. That is that didn't sound I like good. How, I like how <laughs> <laughs> I like how Sage comes right out and yeah. uh, and like says what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, no beating around the bush, like what the geek. <laughs> what, what the fuck with the geek? <laughs> now, like you know, Sage, Sage knows how it how it's done. Sage is Sage is a vocal member of the Leftover Army. Yeah, we go way Sen- back. Sends me messages. He's a great dude. I have no problem plugging his shit for sure. Yeah, these first timers want to get their shit out there. Yeah, what, what, the, what, geek? The, geek? what uh, the geek? What the geek? God damn it! He says, uh, "See you on <laughs> see you on episode two hundred." So Sage is going to be on episode two hundred. What the geek? Sage is going to be on. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that is our emails. God. That is our emails. I have read them all. Yeah, that's awesome. We have yeah. no oh, we're all caught no. up. We're all caught up. Holy fuck! Wow, that's yeah, not so bad. Wow. Yeah, next week I won't be reading any emails unless they are Logan based. So if you have a chance to see ah, Logan, yeah. send all your Logan. Send emails. all your Logan emails. Blow us up with Logan emails. Yeah. yeah. And if if oh first person that hates the movie, I want you to call it Blogan. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Chogan. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, yeah, Nogan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah the pacing was horrible. Slogan. Oh. Ah, they just get worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what the geek. What the- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. It's a trap. Could it toss it? Could it taste it? Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, clean it, race it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers. That original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and the shaft the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, 
Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Toss it, good and Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Clean it, race it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over. Counterculture push over. Pop culture. Leftover. And we the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftover. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftover. Love it, hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftover. And the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftover. Pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers.